What's up, chillbags? Oh, yes! That's amazing. I do need to point out, before we go any further, guys, that I, I think you guys could agree that has already caught on the chill bags thing. <laughs> We've even got people like John Whitehouse saying chill bags. <laughs> Just give me it. Just give no, me it. John, John, he, John Whitehouse is probably one of the hardest to please. We've pleased him, so we must be on to a winner. Well, whilst we're talking about John, he's one of our top fans this week, isn't he? Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> I, try, I tried to post the picture, but it didn't work. <laughs> yeah, so um, just to embarrass him a little bit more, we started looking at um, the group and who posts the most and you know, what's going on and who's kind of really contributing towards the committee, uh, the committee, the community. Um, and it's quite funny. John, um, first, he first heard about the podcast. He was like, oh, I'm not quite sure about that. Not really going to be my thing. Um, sorry, mate. You're our top fan at the moment. In in John's defence, right, and I can sympathise a little bit. He was saying he struggles listening to other people with a Brummie accent. On on you know when you're listening to things, and he, you know I do struggle a little bit listening to Brummies. I'm used to it now because obviously listening <laughs> listening to you, but uh, but yes, uh, I, you know I can understand a little bit. But fair play to him. Thanks a lot, John, for for listening. John Campbell, he's another one always um up there on the uh, on the on the top um top fans or top likes um list isn't it yes. and whilst we're um on about uh fans lisa burrell has struck again what lisa burrell <laughs> and her oh, vibrator advice has struck again <laughs> Come on, let's, so, let's hear it. Another listener, uh, a really, really nice bloke. I met him at uh, Drayton Manor last year called Jonathan Th- uh, Ford. Um, he sent me an article that a mum sparked debate after using a vibrator to help clear a baby's congestion. Yeah, look. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> Oh, my oh. word. These are going to be cropping up all over the place, aren't they, yeah. soon? So, um, John, wants, John wanted me to do a, a shout-out to thank Lisa Burrell for, her, for the um, the inspiration. Um, yeah. You are a medical genius. Medical genius, I tell you what. That big motorhead uh, <laughs> machine has got a lot to answer for, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be using that particular brand uh, and model um, because there is something called shaken baby syndrome. Um, oh, and that would, yeah, yeah definitely. Would. So, where I, th- I think it's going to be like a bullet or something. Quite actually, we need to stop talking about vibrators. We talk about vibrators <laughs> way too much on this show. I think we definitely need to stop talking about vibrators and babies. Definitely. Yeah, <laughs> oh, my wife was like, Mike, why have you got like loads of searches for all different types of vibrators in history? <laughs> 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 okay. So, I believe. Well, I've got so much I want to talk about. Um, I think I'm going to be talking quite a bit on this episode. Normally, I take a bit of a step back. Um, you have got loads to talk about. But there is... And you're the, right, you're the right man for the job, I think. Uh, well, depends who you're talking to. Um, but yeah, so well, much What is happened. it first? I can't oh. even... No, no, we're getting there, we're getting there, we're getting there. We'll get there, we'll get there. Oh. I've, got, I've got one thing to bring up. Um, I've got slight concerns of... Um, having Danny Wells look after our music. <laughs> we just left messages today. I haven't gone through them all. But, but I have a message of uh, Danny Wells 
singing backstreet bones <laughs> at, the, at the top of his lungs. Oh, when you said hand. that, I was just taking a drink of water and I've literally, it, not only has it gone in the wrong <laughs> hole, it's gone up a different hole that doesn't even exist. And oh, <coughs> my God. <laughs> Steady on, mate. He's half again, isn't he? I've got, I've got oh. orange juice coming out of my eyes. Right. Let me just. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying, trying to, I'm trying to find it as well. Oh, yeah, do you know what? I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. You've got it. Right, guys, so this people... is. <laughs> yeah, you justify go yourself now, mate. Right, oh, yeah, so, you can do it. Go it, go. This is what happened. Sorry. <laughs> Have you got it, Hoss? I've, I've got the first one he put up. You can put that up second. Is this, is this the Backstreet Boys one? No, it's the first one he put up. And ah. sync, baby. You ready? So go this on. is what happened at 10 o'clock this morning. Can we all just take a minute? I'll appreciate one thing. <laughs> just just one thing. Yes. Fuck yeah. This is, this is what we have to wake up to or listen to throughout the day. Yeah. This, what, what time was that one, Hoss, exactly? That was at 5 to 10 this morning. Okay, this one was at 3 minutes past 10. Oh my god! No denying, guys. This is a fucking classic. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Here we go, who's in? Oh God! So basically, if you can I don't go... stop playing it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so guys, last week you kindly donated to the Hoss Foundation to get me a meal. If you could donate just one pound to help Danny <laughs> shut the fuck up in the morning, that would be absolutely marvellous. <laughs> so, so just, just so everyone, I can pre- appreciate this. I'm not going to play them or any of them anymore. But we had one at ten, at two minutes past ten. The one I just played was at three minutes past ten. We then had one at five past ten, one at seven past ten, one at eleven past ten, one at twelve past ten, one at thirteen past ten, fifteen past ten, twenty past ten, and twenty-two minutes past ten. <laughs> of you, obviously, having a good old sing song to all your favourite <laughs> favourite Backstreet Boys songs. <laughs> the thing uh, is, as well, this, this is a regular occurrence as well, and he was quite he was quite good to me, me and you, Phelps, today. Um, you normally start about seven o'clock in the morning. It does, yes. Um, yes. Uh, so that, that... <laughs> what can I say, lads? What can I say? I like to share all of my life with you guys, and that is <laughs> even the guilty pleasures. That includes NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, yeah, a little bit of uh, bit of MJ thrown who, in there. Who who else was in there? This a morning? little bit of Monica on your side. A bit yeah. of Monica, da, da, da. <laughs> There's a bit of Britney Spears in there, weren't there? I think there you've was, got quite yeah. a bit, you've got yeah. quite a broad genre of music that you're into, haven't you? From like oh, country to eclectic as no, fudge. No, I, I From can, really good to really shit. No, I, <laughs> I can sum this up pretty pretty uh, quickly. He likes all the glittery stuff. Yeah, yeah. anything with glitter on it is all good. <laughs> you lose. <laughs> right, okay, anyway, this is a reptile podcast. Um, 
Uh, before we go on to reptile stuff, can I just give somebody a quick shout out? Because, um, as you know, I'm in week three of my intense training boot camp, whatever you want to call it. Um, and it's been absolutely fantastic. It's absolutely killing me. Um, but um, the place I'm going to is the team workout. Paul Wilson, the coach there, is absolutely unbelievable. He doesn't take no shit. Um, he's, he's, he's on it. He's on it, everybody. He gets the absolute maximum out of you. Um, I'm, I've got my last session of uh, the third week tomorrow, so I've got to go in for my weighing, which should be fun. Um, I'm, I'm quite quite excited. I can feel the difference already um, in just in three weeks, like clothes wise. Um, so you wait till wait wait till Donington, guys. Donington. Donington. <laughs> Doncaster. Oh, sorry. I'm thinking of something else. <laughs> I mean, everyone wants to go and watch the motorbikes. I've been looking to take him to Donington to, to go and see the motorbike racing because he's been on to mm. me. He wants to go and see No, that's completely yeah, wrong. Yeah. That's wrong. You, you obviously got drunk the other day. You bought me, me and Danny tickets to Download Festival at Donington. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's bad. Thanks, Dad. You're an absolute star. Right. Uh, I don't really want to talk about buying things anymore because uh, <laughs> we've had a week off this week and it would have been cheaper to go all-inclusive for five weeks to the Bahamas. <laughs> 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 Staying at home for a week, ended up in a car garage, bought a motor. That meant that my car wasn't big enough to put the dog in, so Sam's ended up having a car. And I'm just like, oh, it's pouring out of the bank at the moment. Well, but, um, I, I, need to, I need to ask what the um what your training instructor is like is he like a drill sergeant from full metal jacket that's what i imagine it <laughs> no do you know Holy what dog shit soldier <laughs> that's what I imagine. <laughs> no he doesn't stand any force so if you're late he's like he's locked the gate and he's like you'll have to come back tomorrow and and it's just it's quite strict when it comes to sort of like if people are talking over him and things like that he's on to him it's what you need when you're when you're in your in your tra- when you're training, um, but he's also really fun as well. So he, he does loads of fun videos. He'll be sort of like putting water down the crack of your ass when you're doing certain. <laughs> so so it is fun as well. Um, yeah. The people there, if I'm honest with you, you know what it's like. I mean, when you're a big guy like me, um, it's the hardest thing is turning up at a place like that when you've got sort of like 30, 40 other people there. Um, uh, and you're like, shit, I haven't trained in sort of like, it's been four years now. Um, and I know I'm super, super unfit. The hardest thing is going there and sort of like meeting everybody and you're like the new guy. As soon as I walk through the doors, everybody comes straight over to me, introduce themselves. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to give it a really big shout out because it's been fantastic for me. Um and it's it's, you know, I'm cut, I've cut right down on drinking. It's, you're, you're allowed to have... A, a pint or two of a weekend is okay with that. It's saying that if you cut it out totally after six weeks, you're just going to just throw it all, throw the towel in and go back on the booze big time and stuff like that. So having a couple of beers here and there, as long as it's within your plan, um, it's all good. So cheers, cheers, Paul. Uh, he started listening to the podcast as well, guys. So uh, super, super good. And that's the team workout at Vizian's Rugby Club in Streetly. That's all I wanted to do. Very nice. Very nice. Thank you. Very nice. Right then. So (laughs) we've got 10 minutes before we get our first set of guests on for this evening. Oh, first set of guests. Yes. We've got a bit of a surprise for the listeners tonight, haven't we? 
Well, I'll say surprise. It's nothing new. We've done it before. Um, we have, yes. But it'd be nice to hear from them what they've been getting up to, but I won't spoil yeah. it. Um, yeah, so let's start the moaning. There's been quite a bit happening this week, um, and I'm sure we've got loads to say about it. But do you want to get started, Mike? With regards to the news? Yes. Well, uh, the news, the big news that happened last night... Um, which I've sort of like, you know, I'm not on social media as much as you guys, but obviously we talk a lot through uh, WhatsApp and start getting some messages come through. Some of the big, big uh, Facebook groups has been shut down or was closing down and they, they nobody sort of like knew what was going on at first and then sort of like one was going on after another. Um, and yeah, a, um, a lot of reptile related um, Facebook pages, groups, um, was shut down uh, last evening, uh, last night, uh, which is we we recorded on a Thursday, so Wednesday the twenty fourth. Um, there was there were, a lot was sh- shut down. Um, I mean, Hosh, you know more than more than me about it. Yeah, and, it's uh, it's one of those things. That I I briefly mentioned this to a couple of people, guy, probably coming up to a year that you know Facebook was starting to tighten up on different rules, and it was one of those things. I think that everyone knew it was eventually going to happen, but it's the uh, uh, it won't, or it's, I oh, know, it'd be years, or no, they can't actually do it, or they can't police it. They, they can't police it, so they'll just delete the fuckers. It's as simple mm-hmm. as that. Um, and that's what they've done. Um, so I know Reptile, uh, our fuck, or Rep- Reptile Facebook UK and Reptile Friends UK, um, I know they're the biggest ones that I've been taking down, and they have remade them. Um, but obviously they've gone from having like 20,000-plus 20, members to virtually a thousand now which is quite unfortunate um there's a couple of people that i've mentioned about going over to me we me we which is like a an alternative to facebook um how are you sending me an invite to basically to it's a um it's a nappy for humans for adults it's a what it's a nappy for adults <laughs> me, yeah so me me we they call themselves the next generation in social networking um it its brilliant features are no bullshit, no ads, and no spyware. Um, I've had a look at it. It looks pretty cool. Um, there seems to be quite a few reptile keepers that have gone over to it. Um, I believe as well some amazing person made a reptile and chill page on there as well. Don't know who that was. Um, so if you are on the app, that's... Is that you, Danny? Well done, mate. Yeah, yeah that's good. Good lad. So if, if you aren't on uh, me, we... Um, it's we me me it's me we um, if you're not on it get yourself on it drop us a, a like basically a like. basically this is Hoss's new ad so <laughs> Jutiper Jutiper is out of the window now <laughs> now Hoss wants um, a golden Neckwear. shower and now he wants she Hoss, Hoss wants a golden shower now so if uh, if anybody's up for that then uh, get in touch with the page and we'll uh, we'll put you on to him piss on my face <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop bringing it down, guys. God blimey. Me, we. What a terrible name, yes, though. Isn't it? Been, going, going on to the groups being deleted, a lot of people have kind of um, said, like, oh, it's really bad for the hobby. And, you know, where, where are we going to find reptiles to buy and where are we going to sell reptiles? Well, the thing is, nothing's changed. People are still going to breed, still, people are still going to sell, but we're going to have to find a different platform. And that platform will arise. It'll be fine. 
Um, it would just it, people would just go back to the forums. Hopefully, I, I, I quite and, like the days of the forums. To be honest, I mean the shop, the shop owners must be loving it. Because well, I would, if I owned a shop, I'd I be think, like, yeah, brilliant, about time. I think, um, I think, I, I was going to bring it up in agony, Danny, but no, I, I, this is good. I, I personally think that this whole thing, you know, stopping sales on Facebook. Will 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 probably cause a little bit of anarchy for a for a little while, you know, because people are going to get so butthurt. But I think it's going to be really good. Personally, it's going to send people back to the shops, which is where they need to be. There's so many shops in the last uh, sort of five years that have had to shut down because they they just cannot make yeah. a living anymore because yeah. of the internet. I think so. If it drives, if it just drives a small percentage back to the shops how is that a bad thing how how yeah. can anybody I, I i can see one bad thing about it and that is these shops that aren't being run properly and people are just going to start buying okay. anything and just throwing them out there yeah. and setting up a, a you know a, a shop we, that they haven't got the experience you need to go you know the, the the shops that should benefit for for from it are you know the shops that have been going on for, going for a while and they have experienced people they give out the right ex- advice Def, definitely and yeah. i want to i want to go back onto that in my next point but the, what, what i wanted to say was um because these listings or classic classifieds or whatever all these reptiles for sale don't exist no more, it's going to give people the forced opportunity to find these breeders and to do their research and not just go, oh, that's for sale, I'll buy that one. Yeah. Um, so I think it could be a positive thing. And going on to what Mike just said about the shops, um, has anyone seen this, the uh, malarkey on the ITV news today about exotic animals being dumped and this, that and the other and... RSPCA in Brighton putting loads of figures out and how many different reptiles have been abandoned. No, in the I, I, I saw it, but I didn't get a chance oh, to Honestly, I'll get it on catch-up. Again, they are talking absolute McGumby. And I'm pretty sure if you want all the information, if you just go over to Chris Newman's Facebook page, it's already there. Everyone's already pissing him off. Um, so I'm not going to go into it. But, um, but yeah, that's, that's a load of nonsense. Um, I think a lot of that comes down to the regulation as well. So they're saying people aren't looking after reptiles properly. People can't. People have got the, you know, they're injuring. They mentioned about a boss monitor who really badly burnt himself and it was because of in- incorrect husbandry. Well, you probably find that, yes, some of the shops, majority of the shops do give out the correct advice or what they think is the correct advice. And then you've got shops out there that don't give a shit and they just want money. Now, whose who's fault is this? It comes down to the people who issued the licenses for PSL or AAL, which is what it's called now, to allow them to legally sell these animals without, you know, questioning them, without regular checkups, making sure they are doing their jobs properly. So I think it's a license. Yes, people are horrible. Yes, people are stupid. Yes, people are selfish. But I think a lot of it comes down to is the people who hold the licenses and the people who should be checking up on the licenses as well. It's also their fault as well. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, if people aren't policing it properly, then definitely. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people they you know just shame the hobbyists in themselves, and I think that's a lot of bollocks. It, I think it, it really it's a group effort. We need to pull our fingers at ourselves, and we need to be able to go right. Okay, this isn't right. Let's help that person. Let's come across in the right way. Let's not be a jackass. Let's you know try and come across friendly and help and advise that person. And if there's a reptile shop that is doing it wrong. Report them. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, just, just really you know, right. yeah, you're going to be a grass. So who cares? There's animals that are potentially going to suffer. Report them. Yeah. Or you yeah, might as well be keeping them just as equally as awful yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, 100%. On that note, I think we should split Mike's feature, which ended up being my feature. Um, <laughs> again. Again. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to try and ring our guests in now, and then we can carry on after. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I haven't got anything else to talk about, if I'm honest with you, with regards to the news. I wanted to bring, you know, bring our guests in to talk about their news. Okay, cool. Right. I'm ringing, ringing, ringing. Yeah, 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 all good. <laughs> hey. Can you hear me? Oh, loud and clear. How are you doing, Susie? You okay? I'm good. How are you guys? Yeah, we're good. Uh, we've dialed Simon because I know uh, he's away at the moment, so uh, we're just waiting for him to uh, to answer the call at the moment, uh, Susie. So... Just for our, just for our guest information, um, you've been on the show a couple of times before, um, Simon and, and Susie from uh, you call it Snake City, but we always call it Snake in the City. You know, it's a weird one. It's Snakes in the City, I think, for America. Yeah. Um, but for other places, it's Snake City. Well, I think it's Snake City in America, but Snakes in the City here, or the other way around. I can't remember now. Um, right. Sorry, Simon's saying he's online. I'm just going to try again because I've asked him to get online. So I don't know if you want to <laughs> try him again. He's not the most technical person, I'm afraid. So <laughs> that's fine. Hoss, you can. Uh, you, you're the technical man. You can. Oh. Uh, you can dial him in. While well, whilst we're waiting for Simon to join us, how are you, Susie? I'm good, thank you. You know, all good. Bit cold coming back from South Africa to to England. I know we've had some good weather. Yeah. Um, what, what was it like out there? Oh, great. No, very good, actually. So lots of fun. Um, but yeah, no, lots of fun filming Snake City 6. Um, yeah, no, it's great. And hot weather. So that's great. That's that's what we like. <laughs> Snake um, weather. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what what was temperatures was you reaching out in South Africa? Um, you know, about 30, 32 um, and lots of humidity, though. So right, okay. I, usually like Jimmy, I usually look like Jimi Hendrix. My hair goes all curly and short. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you never think about these things until you're on camera and then it's like oh hang actually the humidity is oh. going to affect my hair well do you know what you know i can be catching a black mamba and yeah. um all i'm thinking about is what my belly if i'm holding my belly in at least on. you've got the option of holding your belly in i'm totally screwed it's out or out <laughs> Uh, mine doesn't disappear anymore no No, that's that's the other thing so no no we know that's a lie my wife said i can't believe how small uh susie was when you when you pop round, she's oh she's only a little dot less but she's probably about height not not (laughs) no not at all not at all we are trying to uh we are trying to dial um simon in but simon doesn't want to play he doesn't He's had enough of us lot. He's had, he's had enough of me. <laughs> he's probably it. drunk somewhere, no. Plus <laughs> he's probably dialing in one of the fake accounts for him. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know what to do. He did, he did um, reload it on his phone, he said, um, which might be the problem. Like I say, he's not technical. He's probably reloaded something else completely different on his phone. <laughs> see, see I, I got really excited earlier because Mike said, oh, you need to... 
uh, dialed them both in separately today. Um, they're not together. not together. And I was like, oh, they're not together. Thinking, way Simon single. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so, 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 sorry, Susie. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, he's actually in Derby and I'm down in London at the moment. So, um, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> and obviously Derby not having internet or electricity and London having electricity. <laughs> I can see why we're having a problem. So Simon is such a chill bag, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> um, I take it you can't get hold of him. We cannot get hold of him, I'm afraid. Um, he's either wrestling a black mamba or it's technical reasons. Um, I think it's the latter. She <laughs> <laughs> was well. saying, Hoss, he can't. He can. Uh, he can wrestle a, a mamba like a badass, but he can't. Uh, he can't get on a simple call, can he? Absolutely, <laughs> he and that is exactly the reason. <laughs> this sounds Not like a, at all. <laughs> this sounds like a PR stunt, to be honest. Susie, <laughs> <laughs> right. um, obviously, you've come on, and, and and you've got a couple of things to talk about. You probably can't talk about sort of like you've just come back from filming series six yeah. um i should imagine you can't talk too much about that um um with the contract and, and and whatnot yes um but can we just ask how it all was and yeah, no, absolutely, um, yeah. yeah. Like content we can't spill the beans but the actual yeah. filming um went very well and a few little different species so that's nice for viewers to see there's so many snakes out in Durban, but it's the the main ones that are always the culprits, you know, the black mambas, the greens, the forest cobras and the spitters. Um, they're yeah. the cheeky ones, but we did manage to find a few different ones as well. So it's nice to include them. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a little bit of a twist to what we're doing with capturing snakes now, um, wow. which I'd have to tune in. Um, I'll tell yeah, you guys in secret when I see you next. But okay. uh, <laughs> anyone else, <laughs> for the chill bags out there. Um, so, <laughs> so I can't believe even you're using the terminology you now. You told me to. Oh no! <laughs> I yeah, so you're, you're perfect, Susie. That is amazing. Is that Don't you? Yeah. So there, there is. There's a curry, a curry night on me. If you, in season seven, if you can refer to to Simon as a chill bag on on the show, I will take you out for dinner. That is uh, no problem at all. I'm sure I can. Actually, if you see my post, I'm trying to think. Oh, I know. One of our Mm. most hectic captures this year, and very hectic. And I'll be honest, uh, I can tell you, not a little bit, but Simon really nearly did get bitten by a black mamba. But he's wearing one of the podcast T-shirts, the Reptile and Chill T-shirt. Yay! So it will definitely feature in season six. So how about that? That is amazing. Thank you. And thank you for doing that. No, no worries. You're welcome. You know, know, I'm I'm glad he didn't get bitten, uh, but I'm glad he almost got bitten in our (laughs) 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 T-shirt. Because we don't know what content will make the show. So say we wanted to promote you guys. We could wear your shirt every single day. Uh, do loads of captures, but we don't know which ones are going to make the show. So it, uh, it would be that we're very smelly and wear the same shirt every single day. Um, it yeah. just happened to be the day he was wearing that shirt. We got a call. It was actually quite sort of near the end of the day. It turned out to be very hectic. Uh, so any of the really hectic ones definitely get featured, and we know that much. Well, yeah. it should do, as far as I know. Um, Fingers crossed. Yes, no, I do think it will because it was very hectic um, compared to little house snake captures. So um, yeah. that should definitely make the show. And like I say, it's... Uh, uh, maybe, maybe you guys. 
Maybe we should t- send you like 15 t-shirts. Yeah, we can have a pink one and a blue one <laughs> and a red yeah. one. <laughs> and you know why it would save me hours in the morning trying to work out what to wear so yeah please do there you go make it nice and easy for you um now last time we spoke to you you were sort of like don't know whether they're going to do a series six or or, or are they aren't they um yeah and i know it's always sort of like quite last minute and i believe this time was no different it was sort of like right then yeah it's a definite goer um you you get your stuff sorted uh, you're going out pretty much within a couple of weeks wasn't it um five days oh five <laughs> days yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so it was a bit of a panic um and we have quite a few different species of animals and i've got different people that look after different things different specialists and um yeah it was a case of driving around the uk in those five days dropping all the animals off um and my car at the same time breaking down which i really needed <laughs> Yeah. so a little bit stressful it's always once you're on the plane there's nothing you can do and it's great yeah. um but it's just that lead up and getting prepped and getting everything ready um yeah it's so hard it's it's, it's crazy but look we've got season six which is great and without sort of blowing our trumpet it is such a um a, you know amazing thing for a snake show to do that well because as you know snakes aren't a lot of people's favorite thing um, yeah. which is i don't understand why um so for it to to make six seasons and be really successful um yeah no we're we're, we're really pleased so no it's great and it's educational you, do you find that you're doing stuff slightly different now susie with, with your experience and watching back the some of the shows thinking right i'll do that a little bit different next time i suppose it can only get better as the shows go on yeah definitely it can only get better and we like i say slightly change it this year yeah. um, which i think may or hopefully raise a bit of a an eye-opener awareness to about snakes as well, snake venom, I should say, um, and, and, the, and the positive side to it. So we do want people to look at snakes in a positive light. We're in a really difficult situation because there has to be drama in the show. Um, and as much as I will 100% defend snakes and, you know, I obviously love snakes, um, you can't, you have to draw, you know, dramatise it a little bit and, and say what danger you're in. Now, you are in danger. There's no doubt about it. You know, for me personally, with anaphylaxis, with venom, yes. um, somebody we know was bitten and was dead in 80 seconds. From a we black spoke mark. about it. Uh, we yeah. spoke about it on, on a couple of uh, shows ago um, yeah. about one of your friends. Yeah. And it was the yeah. anaphylaxis from it, wasn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. And it was 80 yeah. seconds from, from bite to death. And it actually wasn't a bite. It was a scrape of the fang. Wow. Um, so it wasn't actually a proper a proper bite. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, there's obviously a lot of people are negative about snakes. And, you know, we understand that, but we don't, and we don't like the fact that we have to sort of make it so dangerous. And everyone says, oh, you know, Jim and Hale, you really push the fact snakes are really dangerous and, and make people hate them. Um, but actually, um, I think I've said this to you guys before, on the contrary, we've actually raised so much awareness about snakes. And it sounds silly, just me sitting here now, we've saved hundreds of snakes abroad, you know, in America and places like that, because people message us from all over the world um all the time saying i've seen a snake in my yard normally i've just gone out there with a, a broom and smacked it or a spade and killed it um but now they're saying you know we've watched your show and we you know we now know we can just sort of either leave it there or remove it gently yeah so no that way you know it's fantastic you know we're really pleased with that so brilliant um yeah no it's great and as much as people can criticize which obviously as you can imagine a few people have yeah. um this, this the, the actual show has saved snakes lives and to us that's first and foremost yeah absolutely now um you was you wanted to come on tonight's uh, podcast just 
to sort of like, well, it's my feature of the news, but you've got a little bit of news yourself, so I won't steal any of your limelight. Do you want to just bring up what we were talking about earlier? Susan? I was going to say, oh, I'm pregnant, but I'm not. <laughs> 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 no, no, Season seven's been put on hold. <laughs> Susan's pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, definitely not. I just look fat. That's it. Um, no, we are. We are going to do a UK tour, uh, a meet and greet tour. So I'm actually in the process of planning it and literally uh, up to my eyeballs uh, planning. But we do plan to do it. We did one last year, which is a great success. Um, but we only did it in one venue and people travelled. We had people from Channel Islands, Cornwall, Scotland, Ireland, you know, they all made huge efforts to get to us, which was absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, but we're going to try and be a bit fair this year and do some travelling ourselves. So we are probably planning to do maybe Edinburgh, um, Wales and, and just travel so it's fairer to people. Um, I'm just in the process, as I say, planning it. I do need some venues. So if anyone out there wants to offer their venue to us, that would be fantastic. Uh, uh, be the venues got, sorry, Susie, yep. the venues that you, you that you would like to do the meets at, is there a criteria for uh, the venue? Um, well, me being a diva, blue M&Ms. Um, <laughs> 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 uh, Prosecco on arrival. Um, but no, actually, I see what it is. I actually want to do it fairly to the venue and fairly to the members of public. Um, there are some zoos charging £80 for entrance now, and I don't think that's fair for, say, a family of four. I think that's too much money. Yeah. Um, so when we did it last year, we actually went, I probably I can say the name, I'm sure it's no problem, but Ventura Wildlife Park in Ware. Um, yeah. And a family of four is something like £18, which I think is so fair. Um, yeah. So I want to choose the smaller venues, um, ones that maybe are even a rescue charity that want to, you know, try to raise money. I'm really for raising funds for charity, so I love that side of it. Um, and ones that don't charge stupid money for families to get in, because, again, I just want it out there for, for yeah. everybody, you know. Um, and I know so a couple of our listeners work at Birmingham Wildlife and Conservation Centre yeah. uh, Park, and, and I know that's a council-run park, but the only thing that's sort of, like, donated actually goes to them. So Lovely, you know, yeah. it, uh, Anything that, like that, yeah. We say we want to raise money um, for them and, and raise awareness. If they're, you know, a valid charity, they're very, you know, worthwhile then yeah. definitely we'd be more than happy to support them. So, um, yeah, I'm just saying the process of doing that now, um, that will probably happen in August this year. So it's during the school holidays. So yeah. it's something to entertain your children as well. Um, and then, yeah, we'll be telling all sort of secrets behind the scenes and all the fun stuff about Snake City. And, um, yeah, I'll probably spill loads of beans about Simon's crazy habits and things. Um, <laughs> and dish and dirt, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so yeah no it's fun and then we obviously go and chat with people and meet them and and just spend time with them so which is what we love doing because and it sounds a bit corny but without all the fans and that we wouldn't be doing what we do so we really appreciate them and um yeah it'd be nice to meet everybody and i know me and hoss have been to one of your meets before and uh it was we found it really interesting you find out all the juicy bits that you don't <laughs> see on the telly and it's absolutely spot on so you know <laughs> yeah, thank you we can highly highly recommend it um so really, you know, if any of our listeners work at a, you know, a, a venue uh, or, or know somebody who's um, either works there or, or knows somebody, then please get in touch with, uh, well, just message Hoss and he will pass the messages oh. on. You know what, Sod, it's sign me up. I'll organise the whole tour. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, oh, you better. Thank you. Uh, to the manager. Yeah, only only if I can have Simon. 
and I'm not like Danny uh, or Hoss. I can actually talk through this. So it's not a problem. So I just want to reiterate what we were just saying. If anybody either works or knows somebody that works in a centre um, or, or a zoo, uh, wildlife park, um, that would like to do a meet and greet um, that we that so uh, Simon and Susie would host. Um, yeah, just drop us um, a private message. Um, don't worry how long it, the message will be because I'm sure uh, he will read through them all and he will forward the relevant ones on to uh, Simon and Susie. And then what I should imagine we could sort of like get together talk through it and uh, they can come back and let us know which venues um, they would be interested in and uh, they'll come back and we can get that sorted. Right then, these pair are back. Sitting on a toilet. <laughs> I'm sitting on a toilet. I'm sitting on a toilet. Why are you in such a good mood anyway this week, Hoss? You've been really quiet the last couple of weeks. All of a sudden, you've uh, got a I've bit got of a swing in this I've got a flush. <laughs> no, I'm all right. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Um, life is prevailing. Good man. Um, I'm under not words. I've a cheese plant in my bedroom. Um, what? It has a cheese plant, not a cannabis plant, a cheese plant. Um, and it has three new offshoots already. What's a cheese? What's a cheese plant? Big ass green plant. Honestly, so mon, mon, oh god, I'm I'm not into plants. Monsi, Monstira, mon, yeah, fuck off, I ain't pronouncing. Monstu, Monstu, Rodney, Monstira, Monstira, something like that. Big cheese plant. <laughs> Spot on. Yeah, so I've uh, I've done. Oh I've my got that. god, what what is it with us three? What? What? One person leaves, right? And the other turned the podcast to shit. Why are you making up words? Monge to... Right, okay, you're, you're clever. No. Cheese plant. <laughs> what, what's the clever name for a cheese plant? What's the clever name for a cheese plant? <laughs> yes. Um, I'm not 100% sure. Mont, you know, Mont, Montsira? Montsira? I honestly wouldn't know, mate, without looking it up. Not not plants. I'm not so great with plants. Sorry to burst your bubble there. Bloop. Is it the monster? It is the Monstera uh, delicosa. Yes, that's the one. Yeah, it's oh, a tropical well Swiss Googled. cheese plant. Yes. Well, Google. Yeah, I think just off the top of my head, it's lush. Yeah. In, I like yeah. its lush indoor style. You know. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Quite a large-leafed um, mm-hmm. tropical yeah. indoor plant. Yeah. Yes. Can you tell us where it originated from as well? I bet you can. Um, yeah, I, I, I actually can. Actually, it's just it's. I, I, I have actually seen these type of plants. I think my mum had one. That's where I probably learnt all about it. What, they originated um, from your mum's house. No, no. Um, <laughs> I'm, I, I can't put my finger right on it at the moment where it's from. <laughs> we'll, we'll give you a second to scroll. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, oh, right. Is anyone else googling? Cheese <laughs> plant. Oh. It's, uh, it's it's from most you know Jeez. most tropical places that have tropical climates. <laughs> uh, is it bad that I'm just thinking about? I mean, I mean, you'd think it was from Switzerland, as it's called the well, Swiss cheese it, plant. Apparently, it's, it's from South Mexico to Colombia. That's right. You're right. 
it yeah. is from there. It is from there, yeah. actually. Now, now you say it, yeah. I remember that. But, and, 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 I'm not, and I'm not reading this, obviously. It's got down here on, on, on our favourite Google that it's a Swiss cheese plant, but I should imagine that that's to do with the holes in the leaves that looks like Swiss cheese. Yeah. Possibly. But you know what? I think my mum used to have one. Mm. I've got one very similar to that. It's called a japonica or a castor oil plant. Right at the bottom, can, at the bottom of the garden. I'm, I can. I, I can't even add to this conversation. I'm just thinking about the film Freddie Got Fingered. That's all I can think about. <laughs> <laughs> you, know the bit oh. I mean? you know the bit I mean? <laughs> he fills his sandwich with cheese and he goes, what am I supposed to do with this? There's just cheese everywhere. And he goes, well, you could stick it up your bum bum. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Um, That's my contribution. Sorry, guys. Have we got anything to contribute to the podcast which is relevant? <laughs> uh, are you doing agony danny first or are you going to do I don't agony know. danny I, I don't know we what can we're do, doing you can do agony danny first if you want but oh, that, no no not if i want not all house ones this is what you said in the messages um, I'm, 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 I'm more concerned about time and getting the guest on yeah let's 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 get our beautiful guest on right, two right. gorgeous women tonight guys we've been spoiled yeah Dan, I, danny I, could we, you make your ringy ringy noises please yeah sure is that good? <laughs> I can't do it now. <laughs> Thanks. International tone. <laughs> if we all hum at a different, if we all home hum at a different tone, we can probably get it. <laughs> getting worse this podcast is it is awful i don't think we've even got any listeners left if i'm honest <laughs> we have definitely got one right. listener molly Wells hello what, it's me first question how low can you go pretty damn low all alone <laughs> How are you? I, I am good. I have had possibly one of the most stressful days in a while. Right, so, so did you... Uh, no, wait, 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 wait. Did you break a nail? Oh, <laughs> don't even. Right, so, so I, oh, I, I um, had a problem earlier, so I was eating my dinner, scrolling down Facebook, <laughs> and then I saw something, and I saw my dinner again. <laughs> I can only apologise. What have you done, Molly? Because I don't know. Oh, so I have acrylic nails on, which are rather long because, you know, I like to make my life difficult. I have seen and them. I, have I seen uh, them. Yeah, they grew out. And I was like, oh, I'm going to get them refilled today, you know, treat myself, get something nice. And before that happened, one of them ripped off, which took half of the nail with it as well. Oh, um, yes. That's a bad yes. one, isn't it? Oh. Yeah, so now I had odd hands, so I was like, nope, that's not happening. So I've just sat with my hands in a bowl full of nail remover for the last get it, half hour. Get it tattooed. I was just going to say, uh, take a leaf out I, of Brandon. I still, have the, I still have half a nail. I'm not that crippled yet. <laughs> I have half of it tattooed. It was well, half as painful. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm not in work early in the morning, and I'm willing to drive down to your house after this podcast to rip it off and tattoo it. No. <laughs> I've already lost enough. I've lost enough blood. I'm back. Look, look if you. you lose it all, you'll only realise what you had. Yeah. 
Well, I'm, I'm now I'm realizing the sadness of having normal stubby nails now. <laughs> I can't really pick up long snakes well, anymore. At least, at least Jamie feels safer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's just happy I don't have to pay for more nails now because I've got to wait till it regrows. So he's loving it. <laughs> um, before we go on any further, Molly, we all owe you a big apology. Uh, apo- massive, <laughs> a massive, a massive apology. Like a foot it's in the mouth. Right. It's uh, it was probably Danny's fault, if I'm honest. With oh, you. it's hundred. It was hundred percent my fault. I actually oh, take well. the whole thing on the chin. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah. So before before it goes, before we go on, what happened was, um, I became friends with Jamie mm-hmm. on Facebook, and Jamie, Jamie. I'm going to blame this on Jamie. Yeah, that's fine. Jamie, you can. I was like, going to say do it Jamie. because I can see where this is going and I'm completely yeah. ready to defend you on this one. <laughs> yeah. See, Jamie Jamie likes to post photos he does. and not tell anyone yes. that the animals he's posting are, are not his. Well, they, I mean, um, that we share, so I can't yeah, claim yeah. them to Technically. be mine. I mean, he's going to pay for him in the long run, isn't he? Oh, yeah. The the thing is, because I've been keeping for God nearly, how old am I now? I've been keeping for 10 years now. And I went through the whole social media side of things. I went through the whole showing off side of things. And he's quite fresh into it. So he still likes to post things, likes to get involved in the drama and the conflict. And I'm like, nah, I'm over that now. You can post things if you want. And that's what I got. Basically, I, I I sort of I saw him post up all these really cool animals. I was like, lads, th- this guy is you know he's got some <laughs> really cool stuff. Do you know what I mean? And obviously, you were posting stuff up as well. So, um, you know, all, yeah. basically, I thought let's let's get him on. This would be great. And then he came on and he went, well, actually, most <laughs> of the animals are Molly's. I was like. Oh, so we've got, so we got the wrong person on there. <laughs> when we was asking her, he go, well, Molly, I'd have to answer that one because she knows all about it. I'm not jealous yeah. of most people, but I am a little bit jealous of uh, of him because he's got a better beard than me. Oh, that's, that's his, best, <laughs> it's his best thing, though. That's like his main thing. I think when we first got together, it was quite short. So it's definitely I've helped him there. Uh, kind of flourish on that side as well. So would you say that you could do um what's what's the what's the thing I'm looking for? Um uh, you could be like a beard tamer. Um All right, I could try. she hasn't tamed it. She well, hasn't tamed well, the beard. Well, if I get my nails back on then I can like comb that. Oh yeah. Oh look at that lad. Subscription free old like free dirty old men here. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know if any of Yes, sir. Right. Yeah, there, there could be like a subscription free for twenty pound a month. <laughs> I will come and make your beard better. Support yes, me on Patreon, guys. Like, oh, I, I I would happily pay twenty pound a month for someone to comb my beard with their nails. Um, <laughs> just give me a couple of months to get some growth, hoss. I'll be round. <laughs> deal, 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 deal. I love it. New company set up, ready to go. Reptile and beer combing. <laughs> right, we've, we've talked a load of waffle at the moment. We, well, no, there was an important thing oh. for us to apologise to, to my oh, wife. Is, but it's all good. We haven't sort of like got her to introduce herself and sort of like what she's keeping. We haven't spoken about reptiles at all today. No. <laughs> so it's good to so, keep them the theme then. We're going... 
we're going on the theme. I was going to say, I was listening to a couple of the uh, shows yesterday and one with uh, Ross Deacon. And I was like, oh, if they're going to expect me to be that um, professional about things, they are sadly mistaken. No, <laughs> not at all. No, we can talk waffle if you want. That's all good. I'm good with Waffle's that. Waffle's fine. <laughs> to be honest, the show with Ross Deacon, I just spent the majority of it trying to make him trip up. <laughs> and, 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 and it didn't work. No, he, he did. He, 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 did it. he did. He didn't, mate. Maybe in your own head. Ross yeah. come he across really FN. well. Yeah, he yeah. come across really, really well, Ross did. He, he, yeah. he kind of went a fa 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 a few times, definitely. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, Molly. Wait, stop. Oh, my word. I have to say this. Ross Deacon did trip up. Oh no! <laughs> what have I started? And Ross, I love you, but he he says, he says advocate the wrong way round. He says he says advocate. Advocate. Oh okay. Advocate. So he, say, so he says the V first. And I noticed that on the podcast, and I was like, oh, maybe it's just his accent. And I had to listen back. I was like, he actually says advocate. That's like people from Wisbeach, um, <laughs> you, know, you know, say say things like slightly different, you know, to normal people. No, that's lots. My, my brother could never say vinegar. He always used to say oh. beginner. Oh. <laughs> Salt and beginner. Oh, <laughs> Ross, we love you. We do. We all love you. Absolutely. Oh, I, I like the video oh, okay. you did. I, I like the video you did of him herping the other way. I thought that was quite good, actually. Because oh, yeah. enough of those, you know, yeah. quite informative, you know, going around. I've never seen adders in the wild, and I'm uh, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely going out this year and going to spot some. You've got to get out early. That is Ross had him, Ross has invited early. me. Yeah, I've got to get out there. I have been invited yeah. by a couple of people, so I'm definitely going to take. Yeah, this is if Ross has invited you, I know the spots where he'll be going, and that is just even if you don't see anything, the scenery there is just beautiful, and there is lizards for days there. Yeah. So if you don't see adders, you will see lizards, no doubt. Spot on. Yes. Right. Do you want to introduce yourself a little bit, Molly? <laughs> we've, been on, we've been talking for <laughs> I mean, like 20 minutes now. I can, I can try. I don't know just what, a what bit, I don't, just I'm not. Where are you from? I don't have a big scene. Um, well, I'm from Hull, although not many people would guess it because of the accent, and I'm completely prepared to be mocked for being posh. Yes, so, yes. you have got yes, a lovely There accent. we go, it's been said. <laughs> Um, so I grew up in South Cave, which is about 15 minutes, North Cave, sorry, which is about 15 minutes drive from Hull, so not even that far out of it. Um, and I'm slowly picking up more of the accent. I work in Hull, live in Hull now. I've been here since 2010, um, keeping reptiles since I was 10 years old, uh, not 10 years, 14 years old-ish. Brilliant. So about 10 years now. Yeah. My first reptile ever was a leopard gecko which I bought from a, a reptile shop local, which, of yeah. course, I bought in a little plastic exoterra, which I was told was the perfect setup, mm. along with some bark chips and a little hide. And that was my first ever experience of reptile keeping. Do you know what, though? Uh, leopard geckos, a lot of people... Um, my daughter was the same. She was instantly drawn to the leopard gecko. She loved the colours. You know, they come in so many different colours. She wanted one that looked a bit, you know, had the pink in it and the purple. Yeah. And, I mean, they're absolutely stunning looking. And I suppose the hobby's got a lot to thank those little little geckos oh, for yeah. because they're, it's got so brilliant. many people interested in, in the yeah. hobby. All well, the, I mean, when know, I first yeah, started, definitely. do you remember those Collins books? 
that yeah. the like info mm-hmm. the uh, information type. I had one of those on reptile keeping, and each animal had like a rating on it of how easy it was. So there was like green iguana on there. There was blue ten skink. There was leopard gecko. And my mum was like, right, we're starting at number one, and we'll work our way up. <laughs> so, so she knew that, that, that was going to, yeah, she knew the hobby was going to grow within you. Oh, she did, yeah. Yeah. So I think from as soon as I could speak, animals were, the, were my main focus and reptiles mainly because I was a massive loser and real into dragons. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anything that looked like dragons, I was happy with. Wow. And, and like you say, you, a lot of people who are into reptiles are into all different types of animals. Yeah. And we'll come on to a little bit later, all your different types of reptiles. But you just touched <laughs> on it then. Was you always into wildlife and animals as a, as a kid? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, um, I was homeschooled. So the benefit of that was I could spend most of my time outside. Um, so we travelled around quite a bit. We had um, a property in France that we spent quite a lot of time at. So the majority of my childhood was rummaging under rocks and bushes and pulling out slow worms and uh, snakes, yeah. lizards, and popping things in jars to run home to show my mum. Okay, I, need, I just need to get this into my head. So you were homeschooled, which would mean mm-hmm. you were very poosh and very well-to-do, and you're spending oh. the majority of your time under rocks and bushes. Your parents <laughs> must have thought, what is this wild child doing? Oh, my mum's my full-blown hippie, so that was the homeschooling. It was more oh, against okay, the system yeah. than it was, we're going to private tutor you, because that did not happen. Okay, I take it all back. Um, you, you, you belong in the bushes. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's offensive or if it was like a. I'll a, take it. I'll take line. it. Was it a line? I don't look, even look, know what look, that was. Look. You make Danny, of it what you will. She's originally in the bushes. <laughs> look, look. She's originally from Hulk. She's going to take anything and use it as a compliment if she can. I will do. I can. I get by. <laughs> awesome. And when and when you had your leopard gecko, Molly, did you did yes. you sort of like did your collection grow quite quickly, or did you have that um, for a while? Did you? Just we start? had him for a long time, and then I had a Herman's tortoise. Um, my brother got a little chameleon, which of course lasted about six months because the pet shop again that we bought all these animals from was a uh, everything's fine in a plastic tub as long as you've got a heat mat without a stat on it, you'll be absolutely fine. Uh, so yeah, mm. that was our our kind of beginning step. So the mm-hmm. first three was leopard gecko, Yemen chameleon, and a Herman's tortoise. Then from there. It was Brazilian rainbow boas once I got a bit older because when we were moving quite a bit, animals couldn't really come with us. And it was just whatever we could find in the wild was pretty much our pets at that point. Yeah. Then once we settled back down in Hull, that's when the uh, when the animals started coming in. Yeah, Brazilians, they're nice, uh, they're nice snakes, actually. It was, uh, they are. It was one of the first snakes that I had, if I'm honest with you, um, when I was when I was younger and yeah. it was just instantly the the look of them um yeah. I liked you know everything about them and uh yeah I got that from Mike when he was working at um the Hollybush remember that guy's or down at Hosswood or, or, or no he probably wouldn't he's too <laughs> too young <laughs> no, no I, I do I Mike, Mike Conover used to uh used to work oh, at the yeah. Hollybush and I think he bred them the uh the Brazilians. Oh. God, that's some years ago. Yeah, so Brazilian rainbow bows were my first snake as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. we've got a little club going. Yes. <laughs> so, right, okay, so obviously you've explained how you got into reptiles and the animals yes. that you first kept. Your um, 
well, what you keep now is totally different. You've got a, an array of different animals um, from ugh, yawning. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, go right. from yeah, it's it's Danny balls, mate. I can't stand it. Um, you know, Molly, oh. from listening to the podcast, the only time Hoss yawns is when he's talking himself. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, you keep a lot of mammals. Um, yes. Different reptiles. Uh, some slightly less hot anim- uh, reptiles and some hot yes. animals. Yes, still got Can never yes. get away from the origins. <laughs> so do you want to have a bit of a run through of what you currently keep? Because Jamie did an awful job at this last time. <laughs> wow. Okay, I'll start, I'll start from... Where, where can I start? I've got my Mexican spiny tail iguana. That's the um, Similis species. He's probably my longest kept reptile at the moment. I had him, I've probably had him about six, seven years now. I bought him as a pair, which of course, as everything does with reptiles, was sold as a male and female pair and turned out to be two males, mm-hmm. which I think everyone's experienced at least 50 times. Um, <laughs> and him, I bought, um, I was advertised them to me as basically a bearded dragon, and I got the pair for 60 quid. So picked them boys up, and then eventually as they started to mature, we realized that they uh, were not, in fact, breeding and were, in fact, trying to eat each other. So they split, and Dave Clemens took one of them, and I've still got the other one here. So he's probably, like, my longest lasting. He's going to be here forever. He's, like, my main boy. And we've got him. We've got How old is he? Uh, I will have got them when they were quite young, so before they matured. So he will be about if anything, eight, nine years, if I've okay. had him about six, seven. So yeah. not not as, you know, not the oldest they can get. He's, he's getting there. Yeah. Um, we've got a pair of plated lizards, which we picked up at the Donny show, the last one where we saw you guys. Um, they're doing really well, settled absolutely brilliantly. We've got um, three leopard geckos now. Um, we've got, I'm just looking around the room now, just trying to put an order to things. Um, two day geckos, reticulated python, of course, because you know you've got to got to keep something obscenely large and difficult to keep if you're going to keep reptiles. Um, <laughs> various hog noses of Jamie's, which I'm sure he's a, that's the thing that he covered was his hog noses before anything else. So yeah. much, bless him. Yeah, he loves yes. them. <laughs> yeah. I am so like I can't believe the amount of knowledge he's packed in in the small amount of time that he's been keeping. I mm. cannot fathom how quickly he's picked things up. Just like anything you need to know about them, he's much more of the scientific side of things. He's much more of the theory side of reptile keeping, whereas setting up a vivarium or handling the animal, that's where I come in. But if you need to know anything about proteins and toxins, how many teeth a snake has, he's the one who knows. Yeah, see, some people can just pick it up so quickly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all jokes aside, we did notice he's he's a fountain, an absolute yeah. fountain of knowledge. Yeah. He um, amazes me, especially on his hoggies. Yeah, completely surpasses me on that side of things. So we make quite a good team because we've got the practical and the theory side together. So it's a nice team. Yeah. Um, ignoring the hog noses, which I'm going to do because he's covered them. Um, we also have the Diamondback Nerodia water snake, which is probably mm. one of my favourite mm. different kind of animals because they were quite, I think they were quite common before and now you just very rarely see them about. 
amazing snakes. Yes, I love her. I picked her up again from Donnie, not this most recent time. The, was there a November show, I think? Yeah, yeah there was yeah. November. Yes. I bet she's an absolute doll as well, isn't she? She is. She's amazing. Yeah. She's oh. easily one of my favourites. She's so ugly, I love her. With, with those, <laughs> with those Molly, do you know if the sort of like the patterning and the colours? I know they mm-hmm. change quite a lot. Is that down to um, sex of the animal, or is that just sort of like they they can just um, change? We've had. I think mainly you're looking at things like UV exposure, temperature, etc. Um, we had a male and female. It wasn't the diamondback. It was one of the other species of the Nerodia. And yeah. the female of that was a lot brighter than the male, but they were both very, very young. So obviously at that stage, you can really not guarantee how things are going to look once they actually mature. But there was definitely some dimorphism in that sense of things. And I don't have any to compare to my girl now. So I can't really make too much comment on what I've seen personally. Yeah. But she looks nice. She's now we've moved into um, a setup with stronger UV, different basking spots, and she's already completely lightened up. She spends more time in her water, just kind of like chilling about, and definitely seen a difference in behaviour just from adding extra UV to the tank. Yeah, I'd love to see some photos of her. To be fair, I'll get some up on Instagram. Definitely, that's where I do most of my stuff. I've got too many people from like. Yeah, if you send through some um, through to us, we'll put them up when we put the uh, the, the, the podcast out as well. Yes, Mark, I'll do that. So I'll the do listeners this. can can see them. Yes, all of her in her glory with her little bog eyes. <laughs> She's good. Um, oh, who else am I looking for? <laughs> She's great. Um, well, obviously we've got the hots, which is the um, Siamensis, uh, the spitting cobra. We've got the Malpalan which again was covered in Ross's podcast as well with uh, talking about the one that we've got. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've got our Curitellus lepidus, a little banded rock rattlesnake, which I think is probably, again, another one of my favourites just because he's small, he's overlooked, but he's, he's a little mean little bum hole. So <laughs> he's, he's good. We like him. <laughs> That's kind of like the basis of reptiles that we've got. Then if we look at inverts, various spiders. So quite a few different ones there. You got sort of quite a a broad range in your collection, haven't you? Yeah, I like to have quite a bit of variation because I mean like when you go into the room, there's so much you can do with snakes, but you don't want to be bothering them too much. There's so much you can do with lizards. Again, you don't want to be handling. I don't do a lot of handling because for me it's more about creating the environment for them, making things the best I can for them that's not all about taking everything out every day and oh my lizard isn't friendly it doesn't sit on my hand like I don't need that to yeah. enjoy the animal so you, you like looking in, them in that in that setup in quite yeah. a, a natural environment for the for the for that animal and yeah I, I can understand that because yeah. uh yeah, it does look beautiful when they're, when they're yeah and building the actual like the with most of the animals as well you're not going to see them 90 percent of the time so you might as well make something nice to look at while the animal's not there yeah yeah absolutely yeah 100 yeah. yeah, so i like i like that side of things especially with bioactive and setups like that we're trying to move everything over towards that more naturalistic look we're going going on basing things on kind of like the actual environments they're meant to come from rather than oh, this animal's from a desert, here's some sand. It's what type of sand, what kind of rocks, what kind of plants are going to be in that specific desert? How often does it rain there? What times is it going to be best to give them misting for water, things like that? 
Yeah. Yeah. And a lot, of, a lot of the time, you, you, when you talk about desert species, um, it doesn't necessarily mean they're in the desert all the time. It just means they're no. well adapted. No. To, it just means they're well adapted to that environment. Yeah. Um, absolutely. So a lot of people go, oh, bearded dragon, gotta be a desert, gotta be an arid <laughs> yeah. environment, gotta be sand, gotta be. No, yeah. not necessarily. They come oh, from yeah, all over the place. Yeah, you can you can literally just Google a picture of them and you will see them by a water bank, you'll see them on grass, you'll see them in a farmland environment. It's not hard for you to actually put the effort in to kind of go, oh, okay, there's one picture in this one book shows it on sand, but on all of these other environments, there's lots of different ways that I can enrich their enclosure without just putting a couple of rocks in there. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, like, I spend quite, I go to um, California quite often. And there we find we haven't yet done a huge amount of herping because it's more of a drinking all of the time kind of holiday. <laughs> um, but well, on the slight occasions we have, which again, we tried to do the early thing going at about, I think it was about 6am that we went for a hike and it just, it got to about 45 degrees within 20 minutes of being out there. The second the sun broke over the hills, we were just like, nope, this was a terrible Too idea. Much. Too much. Yeah. <clears throat> my my, felt, my face is actually visit. melting yeah yeah i was in hollywood at one point and i couldn't breathe because there was not enough oxygen in the air i was like this is horrible i see why everyone drives now hollywood's, hollywood's horrible hollywood's horrible the last time the last time i was in hollywood it was dead yeah like genuinely dead because it was so hot yeah, Vegas, Vegas is like that, though, isn't it as well? Oh, uh, Vegas is horrendous. I, I, I've but never been. My sister lived out in the states for eleven years, but I remember oh, wow. Dad saying when he went to Vegas. I mean, she travelled around a little bit, but when she was in California, they went to Vegas for the weekend. Yeah. And he said, I remember coming out the hotel and having to run across the road <laughs> to get into shade again because yeah. the mm-hmm. heat was just so intense; it was actually burning. I can remember the last time I went to Vegas, I stepped off of the, I stepped well, out here of he the goes door again. Of the <laughs> I stepped out of the door on the, off the plane and it was 45 degrees and it was yeah. horrible. Stifling. When we were there last, do you remember the California wildfires that were about two yeah. years ago? Yeah. That's while we were there. We were sat outside and suddenly the sky started raining with ash because there was so many wildfires within our area that it was it was covering the sky then all our phones started going off telling us to evacuate the area so that was that was a fun trip and that i think the hottest we got up to there was almost touching 50 degrees wow 50 degrees yeah. crazy heat isn't it mm. it is it's one of those heats where you can't you can't even imagine it until you've experienced it and then once you've stopped experiencing it you can't then remember what it's actually like to be that hot but dry at the same time. There is no such thing as sweating when you're that dry and that hot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's no, it's, it's, it's like here, it's humid, isn't it? You know, mm-hmm. when it's hot, it's humid as well. So it's, but over there, yeah. it's more of a dry heat as well. Yeah, so there's no, there's no water anywhere. That's really, you know, there's no moisture, is there? Yeah, it's just, yeah. it's the air's thin as well because it's so dry. It's mm-hmm. genuinely just like it's thin air rather than it being that thick, moggy feel that you'd get like more in the Florida areas and, and even mm-hmm. over here. It's just such a different experience. It's so hard to explain to someone that's never been in that. The difference between, yeah, you've experienced the British summer and you've got sunburn, but you've not been literally in a, in a desert. Yeah. So do you say you're planning on going back to do some herping over in the States? Molly? Yes, yes, absolutely. Once I can actually convince Jamie to go out because he's not, overly keen on the idea i think he's kind of like i'm not interested in america it's too commercial there's a lot of uh, 
it's very stereotypically American there, which is what I thought would be quite off-putting originally, but it just turns out it's just another world. It's like living on a TV set, especially in California. It's very, not necessarily fake, but it's very, everyone's smiling, everyone's very friendly. It's so polite. You walk into a shop and you're like, and they're like, hey, how are you? And you 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 start a conversation (laughs) with a complete randomer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they make you feel real good about things that you're buying. They're very mm-hmm. good at doing that. <laughs> the scenery there, like, even though it's desert, especially around, obviously, California and Nevada, it's a lot of desert, but it's amazing to look at. There's just, we drove to Palm Springs while we were there, and the whole time I was like, can we just stop the car? Because I just want to look under some rocks. I've seen a really good cactus. <laughs> I think it's going to have something next to it. I want to go and see this. Did, um, did, you get to, did you get to drive to Vegas from California? No, we flew. Oh, if if you get the chance to do Route 66, do it because it is. Oh, it I would do. I would. Marvel we on would. the eyes is absolutely fantastic. Oh, I bet. Yeah, I mean the Palm Springs drive was quite. It's obviously just through through desert, and it was only a couple of hours, so not as as fun and exciting. But neither of us two that went could drive, so it was just either get a friend to drive us there or pay thirty quid for a return flight. Yeah, yeah, it's a no brainer, isn't it? Yeah. That's a, it's a good five hour drive as well yeah but it's worth it for the views like it's just yeah. out of this world it's amazing just seeing such an expansive land with no humans in it is a really yeah. kind of exciting concept to just think I could just walk and walk and never see another person for days yeah it's a, yeah, it's amazing it is an amazing yeah. place can't imagine that over in the UK can you oh, no, <laughs> no it's, it, it is as Molly said it is a completely different world it yeah. really is yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so obviously, you mentioned in your collection that you've got hops as well, Molly. When yes. did you sort of like make that decision? Right, I really like these. I'm going to do um, something about it. And, and what did you do? How did you go about it? So, I've kept hops on not under my name, so via pet shops or via um, partners who've kept them since I was probably about 15, 16 years old. My first proper experience was when I worked in a reptile shop and a customer came in who was selling some animals, opened a tub, picked up a cuvie as the wolf came and popped it into my hands and was like, do you want this? And that was me at 15 years old, touching my first ever (laughs) hops. And then after that, I just kind of, I worked with quite a lot of species there that they had. So they had the classics, like the gaboon vipers, the white lips, everything like that sort of like the very, very, um, not beginner, but the very basic kind of hots that everyone jumps straight to. That's the one I want. I want the the diamondback rattlesnake. I want the albino diamondback rattlesnake. I want the gaboon viper. Yeah. Uh, the, the green trees why, like why, why do you think people are drawn to those initially when they get into hops do you think because oh, it's badass isn't it gaboons <laughs> <laughs> obviously yeah. because of the size of the fangs isn't it you know? absolutely yeah definitely I think movies. people go for that one and the rattlesnakes as well because one you've got a rattlesnake two you've got a very big rattlesnake and three you've got the same rattlesnake that you see on TV all of the time yeah. it's a big mean yeah. looking one with the big plate scales it's very recognisable compared to some of the other species. So I think if you're going for hops because you're wanting to not necessarily show off, but you're wanting to have the movie hops, you're wanting to have the big and the bad or the cool things, I think that's where a lot of people go to when they're keeping on that side of things. 
but there's some i mean in the venomous world there's some absolutely beautiful some of the most beautiful animals in the world i think oh yeah i mean i don't want to be that guy but look at squams like they're absolutely stunning yeah yeah some of the most they are completely overkept by absolutely everyone but they are brilliant there's no there's no reason not to like them they're just absolutely stunning they've got obviously such a variable amount of different patterns colors and looks for them you can see why people are drawn to them the temple yeah. viper i really like oh they're yeah stunning yes. and they're quite they're quite docile as well those yeah. oh yeah have you seen actually in the temples i think it was yeah. brian fry's documentary yeah, where he went and visited them and they just sat yeah. there just chilling yeah they've just got four or five haven't they yeah. just there and they're just like oh Hang just up. just put them on your head put them on yeah. your hands they'll be fine yeah it's almost yeah. like they know how gorgeous they are it's like yeah, yeah they, these guys aren't here to hurt us. They just want to take photos and yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're a good snake. I like them. They've so, probably always been on my list kind of thing. Like anything that's the really bright, the colourful, the more unique looking animals have always been the ones I've been drawn to rather than your kind of basics. Like if I was going to go for that gaboon kind of look, it would be the rhino viper because we like those more vivid colours that we've got in there. If I was going to have to choose one or the other, that's where I'd go with those ones. Yeah. yeah. So, did you get your training of handling um, within the shop? Um, yeah. So the majority of it was that. A lot of the time, I'm not going to name names or locations, but yeah. the majority of the animal care was left to me at that point. And um, so it was either learn to keep the hots or the hots <laughs> die. So yeah. Yeah. Was, or, um, or you do. Picked it up pretty quickly. Oh yeah, all men. Yeah, that was also. <laughs> Yeah. But um, if I'm honest, the things I was more scared about in that shop was the mammals, like chipmunks. No thanks, not opening that. They can stay there. Someone else can do that job. I'll just deal with the. the yeah, it's funny you say snakes. that because I'm petrified of hamsters. I <laughs> They're the worst. They're horrible. Daughter, they are horrible. My daughter had a, she's had a dwarf Russian hamster. I was like, get that thing away from you. And I mentioned it numerous times. And I, I honestly, I just I can't. I can look at them and I, I, I'm like, I find them fascinating, but actually physically putting them on yeah. my hand, I'm just waiting for them to see. Oh, them yeah. So, you know, what I would like to see with things like hamsters, and this is something that really annoys me about the exotics keeping, and not just reptiles, but exotics in general. If you look at companies and organizations that, again, not naming names, but ones that are against exotic keeping it's all the reptiles it's all oh, chameleons get stressed because they see their reflections in the glass or snakes yeah. get distressed because they're kept in small boxes but look at hamsters they live in these amazing arid desert countries where they can yeah. run miles and miles every night and they have these huge high temperatures that they are adapted to live in by burrowing and creating these amazing tunnels and living in these great environments similar to what would keep leopard geckos and bearded dragons in but we put them in a little plastic cage with a running with a wheel, wheel and sawdust. Yeah, yeah with like, a wheel and sawdust, absolutely it's right. It's completely different to how they should be kept. And no one cares about the fact that hamsters last six months before kids get bored of them and they end up dying or they're passed from pillar to post. Yeah. But these companies are focusing on the reptile side of things while completely ignoring the fact that there are hundreds of thousands of exotic mammals kept, may, way more commonly than reptiles, that are being completely overlooked and downright abused due to the more traditional ways of keeping that we've always known. Definitely. I've uh, never even thought is, about that before. There is one How? thing that um, I think we need to bring up. Um, I don't think you are aware of this, um, but Danny, oh. Danny has an irrational fear of a, uh, a rodent that he's never okay. brought up before. 
<laughs> a what? A rodent? Yes, you were telling me the other day that you had a, a fear of a certain animal. Rabbits. <laughs> That's not a rodent. It's not a rodent. It's close. It's close. <laughs> yeah, rabbits. Yeah, I. It's um, laporophobia. It's it, yeah. Honestly, like, thing. I, yeah. Thanks, thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> <laughs> what's the What's the fear? The teeth or the wee the wee kicking that they like to do? Oh, do you know what? Do you know what said it? Do you know what set it off? I know what set it off. My dad made me watch Watership Down when I was six. Oh no. <laughs> I've got one thing to say. That is not a fucking kids' film. No, no. They say it is. They say it is, but when when you're six and you're watching these poor little yeah. bunnies get ploughed yeah, underground a very and turn into these scene that's yeah, my and, mind and turn into child. these blue morning yeah. horrible <laughs> yeah. red eyed. Yeah, things. and also the then, bit when he's like trapped under the ground and there's just blood coming out of his mouth and he's just digging for his life and it's just like, oh, come on, you can make it. And then they die. Big wig. It's not real, you know. I know. This gets worse. This <laughs> gets worse. Right, now I'm about that to ruin his off. life. Now, come on, Dan, let me let oh. you speak. I need to ruin your life. So, <laughs> right, I've been wanting to say this for a while. So you know, you know the chinchilla you've got, mate. Mm-hmm. It's basically a rabbit with smaller ears. <laughs> fragile rabbit. It is a it is a fluffy it is a fluffy squirrel. <laughs> is what it is. It's not a rabbit. Chinchillas are cool, though. They're another one of those like kind of overlooked exotics that are, like yeah. they have such cool like um, just the behaviours of them. They're so different to other animals that we keep. And yeah. again, naturalistic setups for them would be amazing. That is, I'd I'd love to. I yeah. really, really want to. I really want to. I'd, I'd love to put him out in a big outdoor enclosure and figure it so it's sort of temperature-wise, so it's good enough. Um, yeah. But they don't tolerate the hot. No, they don't quite tolerate fragile. the cold. Yes. Um, which is really not helpful for me in the UK. Um, I mean, one day uh, I'll probably I'll probably build them a nice big enclosure with all natural stuff. The only problem is you've got to be so careful because if I build them a nice natural enclosure, a big wood enclosure with wood logs and stuff like that, he'll just eat it all. Yeah, yeah. It'll be gone. It'll all fall apart. Yeah. It's one of those things. Everything. Yeah, when we worked um, at the college I went to was an animal-based one and every single enclosure that had any sort of wood-chewing-teethed animal in there of any kind Mm -hmm. was all steel-capped around all the corners, all the edges, everything had this steel capping around it because they just realised after a couple of years that they they just couldn't contain them in any way. And there was Mm -hmm. even things like concrete as well. There's so many species that can, over time, will just bury through it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely madness. I mean, you you know, if if you join groups and stuff like that, they'll all say just don't bother with yeah. anything but but a steel enclosure yeah um, which is sad which is sad because up until this day you know that's what i've stuck with but yeah i would like to do i would love to do something a bit a bit bit bigger and better um, yeah you know I've, I've thought about you know getting some nice logs and what have you from you know from the woods or whatever and put and sort of putting them across his his um cage and seeing how he uses them but i i can almost guarantee you sit in the middle of it <laughs> chew through it and it would just collapse yeah i think and, the best you know, thing to look they, at and they chew through things quick 
Yeah. If you look at things like um, armadillo enclosures, they're ones that are prone for digging, especially through pretty much any any yeah. sort of material. That'd be a good starting point at looking at how people have created enclosures that have withstood their absolute little digging hands. And <laughs> yeah, because they turn on hands. They are like concrete, aren't they? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Well, they have to be to protect the yeah. raw pythons that live in them. <laughs> right, okay, so I, I just need to bring one thing up uh, Molly you listen to our yes. podcast on a regular don't you I do so are you a chill bag I, I... <laughs> okay. yes is the word you're looking yeah. for yeah. no no we're not bringing <laughs> chill bags into this podcast yes <laughs> oh, I think I'm one, of, oh, I'm one of the people at work who's like, oh, I listened to this amazing podcast yesterday, or I just finished listening to this podcast, and they're like, what is that? What, what is this word you keep saying? I'm just like, it's like the radio, but it's pre-recorded and on a certain topic, and they're like, yeah, I don't understand it. Don't yeah, get it. Do you know what? It's oh, amazing how many people out there exactly the same when I say when I yeah we, we do a, a podcast. Well, what what's a podcast? Yeah. My dad, yeah, I've sent him links. I'm his son to listen to one of the shows just so he can see. <laughs> I was like, Dad, I, the other day, Dad, have you listened? Oh, no, no, son, I haven't. It's like he's frightened to death of it. Yeah. <laughs> All you got to do is click the link, Dad. Yeah, <laughs> just, listen. just listen. Yeah, and people just they are like, but when would I do it? When will I listen? I'm like, mate, I can listen to probably on a day off. About seven hours a day, I listen to various different podcasts. I've got my yeah. three favourites at the moment, um, which I'll have. I'm trying to backlog on one of them because I've only just started listening to it. And I've got 350-odd episodes to get oh, through. No. Um, <laughs> but I'm getting there. I'm, I'm putting the effort in. And what, the are the podcasts, in what are the podcasts are you listening to? Oh, you're digging there. You are. Oh, oh well. <laughs> uh, I've just finished listening to... There's a murder mystery one. No, there's not, there's not anymore. We've dropped that one. And oh, and you, oh, okay. There's been drama in the podcast world. That one's been dropped <laughs> now. Okay. Um, so I finished listening to every single episode of My Dad Wrote a Porno, which I would absolutely recommend to anyone. It's I'm writing this brilliant. down because my wife podcast mad, but not on reptiles. Yes. Oh, it's brilliant. It's um, it's based on a erotic novel that this guy's dad decided to write. He'd start, you know, read Fifty Shades of Grey. He was like, yeah, I can do this. I can make money. I'll do it. So he started making his own. Um, his son got the draft for it and was like, this is absolutely awful. We're going to read it out loud on a podcast. And now I think it is the world's most listened to podcast. No, so that that's a wicked. Yeah. My dad, wrote a, my dad wrote a porno. Yes. It is absolutely <laughs> yeah, brilliant. It's such a good listen. It, it is very good. Um, I'm also listening to the one I'm working through at the moment is If I Were You by Jake and Amir, which I cannot rate enough I, I absolutely love that it's just any random topic people send in various questions and they'll answer them or they'll talk a lot and not answer the question but it's still a good listen so definitely recommend them um another one that's a bit more bit more um, factual and scientific really like no such thing of, uh, no such thing as a fish yeah by the yeah. Uh, are guys love that that's probably the first podcast I started listening to that got me completely hooked on casts. That was easily the first one. Loved it. See, the, the, the podcasts, they're quite big in, in America, aren't they? But over here, we're yeah. always a little bit behind. But I think we're starting to catch up now. Yeah, definitely. Especially now we've got such a selection as well. There's, 
you know, we've got genres for every single person to enjoy. I mean, the yeah. murder mystery ones, obviously, are, and the true crimes are the most popular. They're very, very widely that's, listened to. Anyone that loves murder documentaries. Yeah, that's all my wife listens to is the, uh, yeah. the, the true crime ones. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. They're, they're big ones that I started listening to again. But I kind of, I got too kind of hung up on them. I was just going from one murder to another to another. And I was just like, okay, I'm getting, I'm a bit done with the murders now. I need happy endings. I need better yeah. things to happen than listening to how <laughs> all these people have been horribly murdered. The problem I've yeah. got with my wife listening to all these, if ever she wants to do me in, she, she'll know the way without to get away with it. <laughs> yeah, she knows, she's now. <laughs> she can hide your body in all sorts, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, we were we were speaking sort of like that about other animals and whatnot, uh, yes. Mole. Uh, you don't you don't just um, you don't just keep reptiles, do you? No, we are pretty big on the mammal side as well, which is a completely different ball game. I mean, if you, I see a lot of people like, oh, I've kept this reptile, I've kept this reptile. Now I'm going to keep a raccoon dog, and now I'm going to keep a fox. And it's just like there is no, no comparison. Yeah, Nothing sets yeah. you up for owning mammals than going in there and really kind of just being bitten a hundred times and smelling all the time of animal poo. Like that is. <laughs> pretty much how i can sum up mammals there's not a lot there's not a lot else i can do so so do you want to do you want to run through what you do keep we have got um a melanistic red fox which is a bundle of joy he's actually jamie so he can lay claim on him he got him about four years ago and i would recommend never keeping a fox to anyone ever. <laughs> yeah i think he's, um, he posted the other day somebody was saying about oh that's absolutely gorgeous and he went, yeah, yeah. I can't remember if it was that one or, or one of the others. And he said, yeah, it's four years old now. Still yeah. constantly bites me on the nose. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. He's mean. But he knows he's being mean. He knows how to do it. He's a good boy. We like him, really. Um, <laughs> we've got three raccoon dogs, which have all been uh, – well, one of them was a pair that I got from someone who um, needed them rehoming. And then another one was a, another one that had been kept in a shed who they were just like, we're not really sure what we do with this animal. So – let's let's find another home for it so that's how i've come across them and they're brilliant they are they're lovely to keep as pets if you're willing to accept the fact that they're very very primitive they're not going to learn tricks like the dog they're not going to learn affection and loyalty the same way any sort of dog would they're very primal they don't have the ability to react to things the ways that dog do the way that, that dogs do um, they have very, very basic sort of emotions when it comes to dealing with stress and fear and how they respond to things, which most of the time is pooing, which is great. Um, <laughs> but they, they're lovely to have as something that's very, very different. It's then yeah. less likely to be a handful as much as a fox is or a raccoon, something like that, because they are quite, you know, they don't have that intelligence there to learn how to climb and escape as well as other animal, other mammals do, which is probably one of the main issues i'd say with mammal keeping is that the enclosures are never there's so many escapes you see daily this animal's escaped this animal's escaped there's yeah. that's the main issue is the enclosures a lot of the time so how do you how do you keep your foxes and, to, and the raccoon dog currently we've got a 20 foot by 10 foot shed which we've just had in this house that we've moved into um, so that's where the raccoon dogs are living at the moment. We've got a outdoor enclosure for the fox, which concrete base, 
concrete half up the sides, mesh across the floor, so again for digging, mesh sides with reinforced um, galvanised steel mesh, and then um, mesh roofing as well with no access for him to be able to actually reach that top roof, because again, any any way where he can find a weak point in the enclosure, he will test it and he will test oh, it until God. he gets to that point. Yeah. And that's a, and that's a good thing to bring up. That is about yeah. you know people talk about oh yeah this cute fox it's lovely okay yeah. the hard work and this that and the other but then you've also got to put on top of that you've got your animal now you've got to spend a whole host of money a quite a lot of, well a lot of yeah. money on that their enclosure expensive. it does yeah I mean yeah. you know you've got to yeah. get that just a concrete base. Just a concrete yeah. oh, base. Yeah. I mean, you're talking, you know, on, on average, a good few hundred quid. It, yeah. I mean, there's, there's ways around it where you don't have to necessarily completely concrete your garden. You can use paving slabs as long as they're heavy enough yeah. that they don't need to be, that they don't, you know, you don't have to make it in there. It can be changed. You can change the enclosure up by just using slabs and then you can move it around a bit, which mm. is what we've done is either breeze blocks or concrete slabs around the edging and then mesh through the middle. So they still have grass. They still can have access to natural um, environments but they just can't dig through it yeah. oh, that's quite um, a good idea probably, isn't it yeah you, using a, the mesh the grass will grow straight through that but then you've yeah. got the the security of them digging yeah because it's a real for me especially it's a real hard kind of like the line between keeping it so safe that you're just keeping it in a concrete box to mm. then allowing them to have that natural experiences and the environment around them we've got trees in his enclosure we've got plants growing in there as well so we try and keep that but if you do that too much you're leaving rooms for escaping you're leaving mm-hmm. uh, areas for them to weaken medium. enclosure yeah definitely yeah. so you, you want him to dig a little bit but you know yeah we want to give him be able to obviously one of the main things again that seems to be overlooked is the five freedoms we want freedom to express natural behavior which a lot of animals they seem to overlook that with what actual natural behavior is Okay, mm-hmm. so just for our listeners, do you want to go through what yeah. the five freedoms actually are? Um, if you give me a second to Google them. <laughs> Google. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we've all done that on this show. <laughs> They're not so easy to remember. Look, if you, you mention <laughs> something, and I, if you mention something, and I think that you might not be able to do it, I am going to bring it up. that is fine i think the one thing i learned from college was pretty much every single assignment we had to do was five freedoms five freedoms going through all the five freedoms it was very based on that very basic welfare without it getting into any sort of actually how do you provide this for this animal it's what's the most basic way to for example freedom from hunger and thirst while you feed it like but how do you do that where you then incorporate the freedom to express natural behaviour. So you can incorporate both of those things into one action by enrichment mm-hmm. with food, using various toys for them to figure out how to get their food. You're then giving both of those options in one and you're enriching their lives. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It there's, sounds like you should be teaching that course. <laughs> there's, there's, there's also three more if you want to go into those ones as well. Yeah. So we've got freedom from hunger and thirst, which is the obviously food and water and freedom from discomfort, which can be, I'd say, incorporated however you want to do that. I mean, you can do that from the point of view of a dog, giving it somewhere to sleep rather than a concrete floor, all the way up to providing natural basking areas, providing natural temperature gradients for reptiles and even, again, for mammals, providing areas where they can, again, display a natural behaviour such as thermoregulation for reptiles but that's also again providing comfort for them to live comfortably 
Um, mm-hmm. You've then got freedom from pain, injury or disease, which you'd hope everyone would provide to their animals. Um, anyway, but that can yeah. be, again, anything from vaccinating your dog to quarantining an animal when it comes in. So there's various mm-hmm. ways, again, to deal with that. Um, the freedom to express normal or natural behaviour, which we've discussed just then. Um, and feed, uh, freedom from fear and distress, which, again, comes down to however you'd incorporate that into different animals. There's different ways to do it. So a big one would be not to house mammals and reptiles or predators and prey in same areas because that predator is always going to be smelling its food. It's going to be smelling prey. And that prey is constantly going to be in fear that, you know, there's this huge animal nearby that I can't see, but I can smell it and I can hear it and I can, you know, I know it's there and there's nothing I can do to escape this fear. And that's when I think it's overlooked, especially in pet shops. You'll see in some of them, you'll have tanks and tanks of reptiles on one side and right next to that, there'll be hamsters, mice, rats. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, yeah, that, that's, yeah, that is overlooked big time. Yeah, definitely. Actually, that's a good point. It's like when Hoss has to deliver a bed next to a McDonald's. This is gonna bring me this is gonna bring me on to my next point now, right? Okay. So can you confirm that a human is an animal? Yeah, yeah, they're in the animal kingdom, so right, anything okay. within that kingdom. So the five freedoms would apply for all animals, yes? All animals, and right. I've seen basically the fields are definitely not one of them. Point number five freedom <laughs> from fear and distress by ensuring conditions and treatments which avoid <laughs> mental suffering. Oh, I, I think <laughs> it'd be really difficult for yeah. Hoss to deliver a mattress right next to McDonald's. <laughs> oh my god, Hoss has got one arm smaller than the other. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> no. Pass. It's good to talk. Oh yeah. It's, it's okay. If we, if we never brought that up, Hoss, then I—I I mean, if it was me, I'd—I'd be, I'd be thinking the other way. I'd be like, oh, they're obviously talking about it behind my back. Uh, we just—we're just, we're just we're safe. safe, safe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you've got to have a hierarchy. Every friendship group has the hierarchy. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm the one that gets stuff done, but I'm still the one who gets bullied the most. No, that's because it. No, it's like it's like when you're in primary school and you you push you push that girl down because actually you you fancy her, but you know you think you're bullying her, but you fancy her. Well, I'm 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 down for I'm down for a threesome. I'm fine. (laughs) That's what it is. Fancy you? Ask. Oh look, fancy. And I'd, I do want the listeners to know that we all, it is just a bit of banter that we have on the show. It's, it's not. <laughs> We're not all we, secretly groups. I'm not joking. You, you, want to, you want to see our personal we'll message? For, we really oh, check on each other and we're like, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you feeling? Oh. We, you know, we really do look after each other. And then we're just brutal on the show. To each other. <laughs> oh, I think that was one of the things Jamie said to me as well. He was like, "Oh, don't be nervous about anything. They're all the nicest guys ever." And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm worried about me. I'm, yeah. I'm mean." <laughs> no, I met you for the first time up in Dunny, and you're not at all. You're a lovely, lovely person. Oh, you haven't seen me drunk. You haven't seen me at ham. Yes, <laughs> yeah. that's the thing, isn't it? It, it turns us all into devils. The drink. Does. Oh yes. yes. <laughs> I do enjoy, I do enjoy that. You're in a different country, doesn't count, no one knows you. Unless you come back the next year, of course. What, what happens in Germany stays in Germany. That is the main rule. I think pretty much everyone who's been is very aware of that being the main rule. It used to be, but then we started getting people on the podcast. 
Talk about all and of them. And we start to <laughs> extract the stories out of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We, we, we thought we had no listeners at one point, and we used to say, what happens on Reptile and Chill stays on Reptile and Chill. <laughs> but it, it, it turns out people started listening. We had to scrap that idea. Yeah. <laughs> it worked very long. Shame of popularity. <laughs> Once things you say actually then start to mean something. Well, it's, it's what happens yeah. when you have good-looking people on the podcast, like Danny Wells, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> the, plastic, the plastic surgeons in Norfolk are fantastic. <laughs> Surprisingly, are. similar to that of uh, Korea, I've heard. I can put you onto them, Hoss, if you want. No, I'm fine, thank you. I'm <laughs> I, I would much rather be fat and happy than look yes. like you, darling. <laughs> oh, you, you gave it and then you took it away. <laughs> you it. couldn't be too nice. You can't do it. Can't and, and, too much of the compliment. How does it go? And I've got a brand new combo. Yeah, I'll and I'll give you the key. <laughs> I'm going to stick the key up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. It's leading to the threesome. Everyone's ready. What do you mean leading to you? This already happened. Oh, is it, is it full black? Oh, wow. It this is a problem with not having everyone in the studio. It was actually a foursome, and it was with Jamie, and we left you out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand. I see how you guys roll. All, all, you, hear, all you hear is a boo. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jamie comes in, deep breathing. Why, <laughs> <Sweating>. guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh god he's sat downstairs right now and i know he's going to be listening to this when it comes out and i'm just going to get a flurry of messages being like what the fuck oh. have you been talking about <laughs> we should have done it live <laughs> we should have done it live so you could listen in oh no. yeah no. no then i'd definitely have ended up i'd be like oh, i'll just i'll just get drunk for it make it more fun let's <laughs> let's have a party of all the people okay, that have so, wronged me in the reptile trade party. <laughs> so i asked your uh worst half a question mm-hmm. last time he was on, and I'm going to ask it you as well. Um, mm-hmm. What's it like dating or living with another reptile enthusiast? Um, it's pretty much all I've done ever since I got really into into dating. I've always been with other people who are reptile keepers or animal keepers of various ways because that's how I've got to know them. So it's not overly a new thing for me, especially with Jamie, because he wasn't into them when we first got together. It was definitely something that was taught. Um, it's great because you can share so many interests in, like, you can both get excited about going to Donna. You both get excited about spending ridiculous amounts of money on animals, whereas it being, you know, you see a lot of people like, oh, don't tell the missus, or I had to bribe my boyfriend into letting me keep this. So it's nice to have that freedom. The downfall of it is that then when you're both people that really like the same thing, instead of only having half of that amount of animals or (laughs) collections of that things, you then have double of that and there is no one to tell you no. So that's probably, yeah. You both have your own opinion on what you'd like to keep, and it's like, yeah. well, if you're having that, well, I'm I'm having this. Oh, as well. yes. <laughs> you, yeah. you, you, your collection <laughs> does grow tenfold, doesn't it? Yeah, I think one of the things that happened when we went to Danny was I bought him a toke gecko because we like to have tokes free roam in the reptile room because we're sensible people, and uh, <laughs> I bought him that, and he was like, oh no, now you've bought me something, I've got to go and buy you something. So then we ended up with other animals, and then I was like, oh, that's really cool, 
well, now I need to get you something else to go to, to, to fill this gap that we've got here. So then we end up with three or four different really diverse, amazing animals that we've picked out for each other, which is nice as well, because there's a lot of species that I'm like, Mm, not really interested in that and then Jamie's like no you are here we go we've got it and then suddenly I'm like oh wow actually I wouldn't have chosen that myself but here I am absolutely loving this animal that I wouldn't have usually considered so it's quite nice that you've got that kind of diverse opinions and also being able to share the love of having these animals. That's right that is because you know it's like when when you go out with someone for a meal or something and you always sort of like you go for the type of food and then they have something different and you're like oh yeah. I'd have never have chose that but when you actually try it you're like oh yeah yeah I, I, absolutely I, yeah yeah I really like it so I can see that side of things um it'd be quite beneficial yeah especially with the hots as well because we've got such a limited amount that we can keep on our license we really had to be like you know I had my list this is what I want to keep on it and Jamie was like but I would really like to keep this species. So maybe if we could swap that one out for that one, I'm like, okay, I don't really like that. Like with gaboons, not a massive fan on them, but if that's something you want to work with in the future, then I will consider it to allow you to be able to also enjoy the hobby. Cause I don't want to be, you know, I've got obviously the experience over him. I just don't want to be that person. that's like, I'm doing, I'm better than you. We're doing it this way. Cause I'm not going to learn if I ever, keep things the way that I want to do it I've got to let him come in with different opinions and different theories that he's learned himself separately and then we can see how that goes wrong and I'm always right uh, <laughs> no <laughs> and uh is it is it a case of you you're never wrong you just change your mind um <laughs> yeah oh, some of the times I've had to admit I was like you know what you were right fair enough I was too enthusiastic about this and it's gone wrong. So yes, fine. But that's only happened how, maybe twice. And on a scale of one to 10, how much does he gloat when that happens? Oh, 11. <laughs> 11. I'm surprised I it doesn't make it. it to Facebook. <laughs> I can see it. I can, I can genuinely see him doing it. <laughs> dear, oh dear. Brilliant. Okay, so I'm getting a little bit conscious for time. Oh, here we go. I know, yes. Um, So if either yourself, Mr. Wells, or Mr. Phelps has one final question, that would be unfortunate. unfortunate. Okay, I've got a question. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm surprised there. What what are you looking at doing in the future? Oh, I've got two questions that I was. I wanted to ask. Oh no, because one of them might be the one I want to ask. Oh, Oh, okay, okay. So in the future, um, what are you looking at? What what projects have you got? um, Got. I would say the main one we've got is our tick that we've got at the moment. He's probably we're looking, and I'm not one of those people that's going to overestimate. We're looking at about seven or eight foot. So I want to be looking at being able to provide the biggest possible enclosure that we can for him. So we've just moved house and bought a house. So we've got this huge big reptile room now that we can expand into. So looking at building or having built a really nice big enclosure where I'm comfortable with that being able to give him, again, those five freedoms to be able to properly move around. The enclosure he's in at the moment is four foot tall. So he's got access to get onto his branches and he does he spends so much time off the ground which Mm -hmm. if you look at 90% of heavy bodied snakes 
they're in two foot high enclosures even if they don't you know even if they're not on newspaper and they've actually got substrate which is a luxury for them they don't have the ability to climb they don't have the ability to have these temperature gradients from a vertical point of view rather than horizontally so i think being able to expand on that giving him more space we've got um the day geckos cohab in there with him so adding a few more species in there to get this like kind of nice balance going on in there that probably be my main main focus for me for jamie is it's bloody hog noses breeding thousands <laughs> of hog noses do you know what that's really nice to hear you say that because that's totally different to what certain some guests would say it's like oh yeah i'm going to be breeding these i'm going to be breeding that i'm going to be breeding that it's lovely to hear you say and i can tell from your voice that you just apps, you know, you just love the animals to bits and you yeah. just want the best for them. You know, when oh, you was talking like earlier that. about sort of like, you know, you know, about, you know, it was either the, the, you know, the snake getting injured or something else. It was never about you getting injured. So, yeah. you know, I can tell that. But saying that, you know, what the next project I'm doing is building this amazing enclosure. That is absolutely fantastic and, and well yeah. done to you. Thank you. Absolutely. I do. I do have one little question. Yes. If you could, um, I'm taking a leaf out of Hoss's old school <laughs> book here. Um, if you could go anywhere in the whole mm-hmm. world and see any, let's say animal, not just mm-hmm. reptile, but any animal you could in the I, I already world. know the answer for this. I'm ready. Go. It would be two Ataras. It would have to be two Ataras. <laughs> yeah. It would have to be. There's, I, yeah. there's so many other amazing animals I would love to see, but they and the whole of the species that you can find in New Zealand are just they're just a completely different world again like there's no snakes there so the animals have the reptiles that are there have evolved in such amazing ways to not have these predators there they don't have specific predators that they do in other countries so it's just amazing to see how slowly they mature how they their diets vary so I think definitely would be New Zealand definitely would be Tuatara. Don't Tuatara have like um, one of the fastest evolution um evolutional period type things <laughs> very scientific <laughs> yeah oh we keep it scientific on this show um no no i read somewhere that um tuataras um um have the ability to evolve faster than any other reptile yeah. It might it might because of where they are as well. New Zealand location was they might have had to yeah. evolve quicker. Say, do you know what I mean? I would say I would say so. Yeah, because New Zealand is a New Zealand's a bit of a funny one, isn't it? It's, it is. Um, it's one of those. Again, you're looking at island populations. You're always going to get really interesting niche specific kind of groups of animals that are living there. It's so exciting yeah. to look at different animals kind of islands and what's going on there. Animals that have been forced to adapt. Yeah. Yeah quickly yeah yeah amazing animals out. Your, it's your love for dragons as a little girl Molly <laughs> that, that's why you want to go and see these they are like a little dragon aren't they oh absolutely yeah. and just the environment that you see them in as well it's like it's I'm looking at Tolkien it's like Lord of the Rings you're looking at this amazing environment that looks like mm-hmm. it's from a fairy tale as well so even if I didn't get to see them just being there would be enough mm-hmm. very nice Thank you. Right then. Anyways, it's time to boot you off really hard. Um, no problem. I'll accept it. An absolute pleasure having you on. Yeah, um, it has. It really has been. I'm not quite Let's sure how about, the school system is your going. Your collection. <laughs> well, well, I, I've, I've been. Uh, I've had a bit of a scorecard going. 
Um, and I did it okay. when we had Jamie on. I'm not quite sure who won yet. Um, we'll, we'll let you guys know. But thank you for coming on. So next time, next time we'll get them both on. Oh, oh we can fight. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Good. Okay. I'm um, ready for it. So before before you head off and we boot you into in- infinity, um, if anyone has any further <laughs> questions, how can they get in touch with you? You can either get me on my Instagram if you want to go animal specific. I've got an animal only Instagram, which is my family, the animals. Um, if you want to get onto my Facebook, which is the amount of like I post one thing in a forum and I'll have about. Hello. You guys. That, that could be a fiver. Fiver. <laughs> Fiverr for dropping off. Oh, <laughs> come on. So close to the end as well. It couldn't be a worse time to drop off either, could there? Oh, uh, Molly. <laughs> oh. Come back. Well, Molly, if you can hear us, leave the conversation and hang up and we'll bring you back in so you can come back for 30 seconds. <laughs> hey. You can hear us. You can hear us. You can hear us. Yeah, man. I'm not editing this out. No, why, why would you? She's just, just about to brag about posting one thing on Facebook and all these thousands <laughs> of people message me constantly. Yeah. I'm entirely blaming you guys for that. My signal is impeccable. Right, okay. <laughs> so the, 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 the timing of that was impeccable as well. So you're just about to say that you post one thing on Facebook yes. and thousands of people get in touch? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, let's go with thousands, yes. Um, <laughs> a lot of the time, it's just friend requests, so it's very hard for me to filter through who's actually adding me specifically about animals or requests, things like that. So if you're wanting to get in touch with me on Facebook, send a message first so I know who you are, what's going yeah, on. Yeah, I should imagine, time, I'll, uh, yeah. and it's, it is quite difficult, you know, you're an attractive woman. Well, I suppose you get. You. <laughs> I suppose you get a lot of people just just wanting, you know, wanting to befriend you. Um, yeah, especially on, on, yeah, especially on reptile pages, unfortunately, it's one of the downsides is there is quite a lot of people on there that they see a woman who's interested in reptiles. Ooh, and they, it's a woman. Oh, yes, sir. <laughs> you know how to handle a snake is the first question. And then she, oh, and she keeps God. cobras and the deep, the deep breathing oh, yeah. starts again. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Like a conversation yeah. with Danny Wells, isn't it? He <laughs> <laughs> then starts asking me what colour boxer shorts I'm wearing. <laughs> and then, you, and then yeah. you reply, I'm not wearing any bags. I'm not wearing any bags. And then I start heavy breathing. <laughs> <laughs> and then again, back to the three way. <laughs> yeah. We do this on a regular basis. So, we would get more attention if the entirety of our lit. Of, of our community and listeners didn't think we were completely gay. <laughs> <laughs> actually, actually, you know what? Um, you've got a niche. You've got a niche. Do you, do you reckon if I was to wax my chest and wear a bikini, we'd get more listeners? No. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. He's not bothered post, about the listeners, my lady. Post it everywhere. I know, I know everywhere. works. <laughs> He's not bothered about the listeners. He's just after <laughs> just wants to I have, I have, I have one. I have one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I have one. Um, I have one request though. Can it? Can it? Can it be a green mankini? Ah, <laughs> uh, the really bright, the, that really light green. green. Yeah, Snake like the neon skin. green. Yeah. yeah. Only if you wear snakeskin print harem trousers. 
I will wear, right, this is going out officially on record. I will wear harem or harem or whatever, however, however you pronounce it. Baggy pants. Baggy pants. pants. I will wear them to Doncaster if you wear a mankini. I don't know who this is aimed at, but I'm already down. (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing it. You're doing it. (laughs) I will be there. No matter what season it is, I will be there. I think think next Doncaster, if you're a proper... I'm going to say it anyway because it's stupid. If you're a proper chill bag and you Mm -hmm. come to Doncaster, you have to wear Harlem trousers. I'll do it. I think it needs to be a thing. That's that's why I'm saying I, I nobody would wear, want to be a chill bag. Look, look, look. I wear these what, harem if, trousers, if, and I'll wear these harem trousers with fucking plimsolls. Just to <laughs> really set them off, right, if you wear a mankini. <sighs> I think, I'll think about let's, it. Let's do it. We're all in, guys. We've all agreed. <laughs> yeah, so so I, uh, I think, personally, if weather and chill bag can catch, catch on, then harem trousers at a Doncaster show surely can catch on. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but that makes people look bad. Maybe oh, have you like seen like half the people 20, at Doncaster show? We don't need to worry. Hey, they've all got feelings. Behave. <laughs> <laughs> no one knows who who anyone's talking about. No they one do. listens to this podcast, remember? Yeah. yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Wait, it's just you and Jamie that listen. No one else listens. <laughs> yes. And Ross. I'm sure Ross does as well. Sometimes. Well, I do too. Yeah, you know yeah, what? I've, I've, I've stopped it as, as you're doing it. I've stopped listening to it now. You know. Well, to be fair, you don't really want to like piss where you eat, kind of thing. Well, no, I, I have to edit it, and then I get really bored listening to Mike and Danny talk. And yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I, I I'm trying to be good lately. I'm trying to be good. I'm trying to. Uh, I'm trying to let you guys talk. Anyways, more. anyways, <laughs> we're, we're running out of recording time. Molly, you need to figure out. <laughs> Well, thank you very Hi. much for inviting me. It has been an absolute pleasure speaking to all of you guys. It's been nice to speak to people about reptiles for once. I don't work in a reptile environment, so it's nice to be able to speak to people about even just animals in general. It's nice. Yes. Awesome. One last thing for us to say to you, Molly. I love yes. you. Bye. Love you. Love bye. You. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs> what a lovely girl brilliant she's golden nice. she's so friendly isn't she that was a nice chilled podcast it actually went it went the other way that I thought it would be I thought you know I thought it was going to get a bit crazy and hairy but it didn't it was that was nice like that yeah it was very good very Definitely. good right okay then so Danny if you got anything for us this week mate anything to moan and whinge about yes <laughs> yeah I have on on one condition What's that? It's that time general. of the week. It's Agony Danny. Ah, oh, oh, I oh, oh. <laughs> got tingles there, Mike. <laughs> That's who we've been uh, guests on tonight. That's what I'm, it I'm is. He- I'm heavy breathing. <laughs> um, oh, I'm going straight in my basket. <laughs> um, <laughs> I yeah I've oh uh, I've um, <laughs> I prepared ooh. yeah I've prepared this week so I'm not going to sound like a blithering idiot this week. No, you will. You will. <laughs> when I talk about something that I have no idea about, um, <clears throat> uh, there's a there's a couple of things <clears throat> I would like to start with. 
um, the whole, I, I don't know what it is. Like there's, it's almost something in the air this year. It's like a trend and everybody is jumping on not only the, you know, the whole Facebook thing and deleting groups and stuff, you know, and, and almost really targeting the reptile hobby um, and going to town on them. It's everybody. It's the RSPCA. It's all the headlines at the minute, all the yeah. media. Everybody yeah. is jumping on the bandwagon. And for some reason, given reptiles and reptile keepers and or the hobby in general, a really bad name. And I'm, I have no idea where it's come from or what stemmed it, you know, what started it off. <clears throat> um, it's not even factual stuff, though, is it? It's not even oh, like it's ridiculous. Oh, this you- keeper was keeping, in, you know, these animals in poor conditions. And, <sighs> you know, luckily there was a risk, you know, a, a rehoming centre or, re, uh, uh, you know, a group of people that rehomed the, this animal and, you know, and it's got better. And it's a, they a like story. To, they like to miss out. 95 percent of the actual story yeah <clears throat> like who was it the, da- the daily star was it the daily star daily star let's get this right right daily star okay this go this goes out publicly to the writer of the article of the killer vipers right killer vipers. this go this this is an open call out to you to come on this show right I don't know who it was. I don't I don't actually care what his or her name was. Um, but it's an open call out to come on the show, right, and talk to us about your knowledge of reptiles. Because it's not going to happen because you don't have any. And the justification right. of his... Of, his, uh, of, his, <laughs> of that you know, horrendous, yeah. blithering... Uh, this is... This is the problem. This is the problem with 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 social media and the, the the news and this kind of thing, is that when they've got a topic, you know, they go, ah, oh, let's do a quick Google search and find the nearest idiot we can talk to about. Literally, you know I mean? they never get the expert on. Well, they apparently get the well, it's expert like, on. It's almost like but, they Google it and just click on the first thing that comes up, and it's usually Wikipedia, which is some, which is which is fat, which is fan made, isn't it? Public yeah, made uh, Wikipedia. Yeah, but I th- yeah, but it's still more factful than these this crap that the yeah yeah, yeah coming out with. It, even you know, you can ask anybody well, who's been keeping for I don't know five years and and just sort of like run it past them and they go, "What are you talking yeah, about?" Or just I a mean, pet, just go into the even go into the shop. detail of it, Danny. I mean, just for the list, even just a pet shop would have been plenty. Do you know what I mean? It would have been better than that. So basically, the the headline read um I'm, I'm i don't have it in front of me so i'm not sure 100 sure but it said something like uh you know um britain is warned about the attack of the killer vipers or something like that a uh, killer vipers right so they they basically they mean adders so um britain has been warned that adders are now coming out of brumation yeah oh no native um, species ah. yeah oh no native species that have been here forever since before Uh, us like what you know oh oh no all right firstly the general public i'm i'm ashamed you should know about these animals you should all know about these animals especially when it's our only venomous species in the whole country you should know a lot about these so I, i i can only imagine that majority of the um the general public will be actually hanging their heads in shame at this ridiculous article anyway. Yeah. <clears throat> um, 
but yeah, so it so it it read oh, Attack of the Killer Vipers or whatever, and so that was that that pissed me off because all that is 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 a form of clickbait, isn't it? You know, or it's a, a form of scaremongering to get people to read it, to buy it, to be like, oh my god, I must buy this paper and read this article because that sounds I'm, I'm absolutely crazy. When you read the article, it's to, it's it's so anticlimactic. Yeah, it's incredibly anticlimactic. It's it's about five paragraphs long, and it says adders are coming out of hibernation, um, <laughs> and some guy has called in and said, "Oh, he nearly I nearly stood on an adder the other day, but it slithered off. So I took a picture of it from about two yards away and let it be on its way." Okay, how is that news in any way, shape, or form? You've done the perfect thing. Well done. But that doesn't belong in the paper. It's the and, then, and then a though, woman, and then a woman um, was bitten, and um, I, I assume took herself to hospital because I, I can't imagine she'd phone for an ambulance. Maybe she did. I don't know. Um, but she got bitten, bitten over the Easter weekend, and now she's absolutely fine after some local swelling and a little bit of pain and et cetera, et cetera. <clears throat> um, and I did look into it a little bit. Um, and I had a little look into how many deaths, um, it's caused. Um, and there's been 14 adder deaths in the last 100 years. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? And that was probably anaphylaxia anyway. Well, I would say it, it, I, I couldn't actually find anything really specific, but it says deaths only usually occur from, um, uh, w- when the person is either very young, very old, or not well, or, um, so, so or fragile, a, a, or anaphylaxia again, if they yeah, it doesn't it doesn't specific type of it, venom. Yeah, it hasn't. I haven't actually found anything yet. If anybody does have any literature on it, then link me and let me know because that's really cool, and I'll, I'll talk about it on the next show. Yeah, but it has. I haven't found anything yet where it actually stated that the deaths were caused by anaphylaxia. Um, so I don't know. I can't. I can't tell you that. But yeah, in 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 the past one hundred years, um, fourteen deaths have been recorded, um, and and actually the the record is a lot a, a lot longer than that. Um, and there's been a lot of bites, a hell of a lot of bites, um, but only fourteen deaths. So that's tiny. That's like a this minuscule amount. Um, and it says. Uh, recording blah, blah 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 but in that time frame in the same time frame there were actually 61 deaths from bee and wasp stings i mean yeah you, i mean that you know that's that into perspective into perspective yeah, yeah big time i mean these are bees and wasps these are things that actually you can't get away from sometimes because we all know what wasps are like. Wasps are little assholes. Wasps will sting you for the hell of it, won't they? If you, yeah. you've only got a swat of wasp, and that's it, you're his biggest enemy. That's it. Will, it what? I, uh... it, my my humble opinion, right? Reptiles are not aggressive. They're just defensive, shy, scared. Wasps are assholes. <laughs> yeah. Wasps I... are aggressive, yellow and black bastards <laughs> that will sting you for no good reason, right? Oh. So why why has why have if if you come across an adder and absolutely accidentally stand on it or something like that and and 
make it feel scared to the point where it bites, you're very, very, very unfortunate. And you are one in a huge amount of people that would actually encounter that. Wasps. I'd love, yeah, I'd love to see one in the wild, I would. So, you know, and, and it's so easy if you do ever actually, in my opinion, if you're lucky enough to see an adder for the general public, because you've got to be lucky, um, you have the option to look at it, think, oh, that, you know, that's a snake. It doesn't matter if you know what kind of snake it is. Stay away from it. You have the option mm-hmm. to leave it alone, walk around it, give it a wide berth, and then think nothing of it. Gone, done, yeah. dusted. You haven't got to worry about it because it ain't going to chase you. I can guarantee no, you. I was going to say that an adder will never, ever approach a human. Yeah. It's Absolutely. either frozen because it's hoping you haven't seen it and its camouflage is doing its job. And at, at the first given opportunity, it will turn around and it will disappear. It will flee. And even if it does come towards you, trust me, there's nothing aggressive about it. Yeah. It is just, it's purely just inquisitive. That's all it is. And and you, you'd probably have to sit there for a long time staring at the snake for it to actually start moving towards you. Um, but wasps and bees, I mean, if there's a... Uh, Matt, I hate wasps with a passion, especially the big hornets. They scare the fuck out of me. <laughs> can I tell you You can't get away from them, can you? little story i made the fatal mistake or my dad made a fatal mistake when i was a kid i was fishing at my uncle's caravan site and there was like a, a bit of a sort of like a clay wall behind sort of like a mm-hmm. sort of like a little mini cliff if you can imagine and there was obviously a wasp nest and you could see these wasps going in and out and my dad thought ah oh, it's a bit close my son's a bit close to them so he shoved a stone in the hole thinking he blocked up that was it then i got stung my brother got stung no. my dad got stung my <laughs> uncle got stung and then as we was leaving there was a bloke fishing further down the next thing we heard him oh you bastard's got him as well i'll just go i'll just go around and get everybody that is brilliant <laughs> <laughs> um my second point um is about the rspca i'd like to um i'd like to bring up that they've jumped on the bandwagon um and that they've put out um the numbers that the numbers of um reptiles rehomed in the last year um and it's i think it was four thousand they've put up they said it, oh, we've seen a spike in uh rehomed um or rescued reptiles um and and again my, my answer is okay and now put out the number of dogs yeah you know next to it now put out the number of cats next to it you know or or you know something any or other exotic exotic mammals you know next to it because people are going to completely overlook the reptile figures yeah but you know there might have been a spike but it's not it wouldn't be just a spike in in reptiles i should imagine it'll be a spike in all animals and whether that's to do with people losing yeah. jobs or, or do you know what I mean? And then they can't afford to keep the animals or, or something similar, but I should imagine it, it'll affect all animals, but it's just that they want to jump. It's, it's like where we get persecuted all the time. It's like, mm-hmm. it's, you know, these serpents. I mean, yeah, it's, it I mean, seems like, it seems like everybody's um, out to get us at the minute, which is kind of, I don't, I don't know why, you know, it's, it's, I don't know. I don't see the point in it. I don't see where it's going to when it, where it's going to get them, because mm. um, we're all still going to do what we want to do. Um, you know, there's, there's there's really no stopping us. Um, so I don't really know what their end game is. 
other than to actually make themselves look like idiots, really, because yeah. that's all they're doing. Um, and that goes out to the RSPCA and the Daily Star. Yeah. <laughs> and and um, sorry, you forgot to mention as well the picture that they used <laughs> when they were saying these deadly vipers. Oh, are you talking about the um, the one from the hull? The hull yes, crash? yeah. <laughs> this is absolute um, quality. This was actually our, our guest, Molly. It was Jamie who sent sent through the um, the article. He messaged us, didn't he? Um, yeah, there was an article um, a while back. Um, I'm not. I, I didn't actually look into the dates or anything like that. Um, but basically, um, a local paper had printed an article about the um, the the local the deadly um, the deadly snakes in DWA the DWA license holders, um, and saying, oh, you know that there could be there could be a, a king cobra living next door to you, you know, such and such. Um, which, which which they are completely entitled to. I, I wasn't too sure on this, but yeah, they they're entitled to tell people if they're asked. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not 100 percent sure, you know, whether they're really supposed to be just be, you know, shouting it about like that. But I don't know. Um, but yeah, they said they they um, they put a picture up and um, credited it with the caption um, a slithering viper. Um, something, 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 um, and then it actually said the 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 name of the snake, uh, boa constrictor, and it was just a common boa. <laughs> but they, but it said a slithering viper, you know, as if as if they're trying to scare people, you know, with yeah. this big snake, you know, slithering across the floor. <laughs> and I've got, I've, I thought, I've... why, why, why? <laughs> how long does it take? To find out that first of all, a boa constrictor is not venomous, know, so it's isn't joke, really a worry. Second of all, it's not on the DWA list. <laughs> and thirdly, why why are you calling it a deadly slithering viper? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when it's clearly not. And that's you know, and that's uh, the second one. There's two. Is it, there's one on the there's one of a boa on the carpet, um, underneath the caption the deadly snakes living behind halls, closed doors. And then it goes on saying about there's, you know, dozens of the world's deadly snakes living, living behind closed doors in hall. And then like you said, there's another, it's a lovely looking boa actually, Convoa. vipers are among the snakes which have made hall their home, pictured a slithering viper with dark red markings, comma, boa constrictor. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... Like what, what are you like? It, 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 to me, literally, all you're doing is making yourself look fucking really stupid. But they could have honest. quite easily put a picture up of, a, of, a, of an actual venomous snake because it would have been in context with what they're saying. You know, if people have, you know, there's a few people applied for licenses and got them in Hull, then just put yeah. a fucking picture up of a, of a venomous snake. Weird, isn't it? Mm. It's, it that just shows their knowledge, their knowledge, Ronnie. Well, it doesn't make any sense to me how people are writing for a paper but don't know how to you know spend 10 10 minutes is all it would need 10 15 minutes on google to find a couple of half decent sites that would tell you all these things you know yeah. or, or or bloody hell you know if you're a write if you're a writer for a newspaper <clears throat> surely it would be your job to 
befriend or at least try and befriend people that know about these things. Yeah, absolutely. So let's 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 be let's be totally honest. This person, <clears throat> this person who wrote this article, probably it probably wasn't the first time he or she has written about reptiles. Is that safe to assume? Um, probably, probably wasn't the first time. So why doesn't why doesn't that person have someone to speak to? Yeah, even if it's just a vet. You know, who who has, a li- I guess, a little bit of a duty, really, or even even just a shop, a, a local pet shop, or something like that. You know, that that, that knows their stuff. Any, it's I just there's so many ways that could have been made better. Yeah, but, but you don't know. All don't they know. care about is selling papers. That's all they care about is scaring the public yeah. for absolutely no reason, selling their paper. And then they don't give a crap if the article inside is anticlimactic. They don't care because that front page has sold that paper. Yeah. But you know how papers work, though, mate? That person who wrote that article could have got everything right. Then an editor's looked at it or somebody higher up in the chain has looked at it and gone, that won't sell. Change that picture. Change that title. Do this. Do that. Oh, okay, then, boss. uh, Do it. Um, It might work for Joe Public who know nothing. But it absolutely destroys our hobby every single time these articles come out. You know, yeah. we have to try and talk to people and justify why we keep reptiles. Oh, why do you keep them? Do they bite you? Are they poisonous? Or oh, do they do this? Have you got kids? Oh, are you not scared of having snakes around your kids? Don't, won't they strangle them? You know, time and time and time again, we have to try and justify it. When And they're sat there and they've got, you know, an old English bull mastiff next to them. And you go, yeah. You know, that animal is just as dangerous, if not more dangerous, than a, than a snake. Well, it's definitely more dangerous because, you know, uh, uh, than, than a small python. But. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I mean, a, you know, a python, you know, most most of the um, non-venomous species um, that the, the, the normal keeper keeps, you know, when we're talking about boas and royal pythons mm-hmm. and you know, corn snakes and stuff like that, you know, most of the common species are far less dangerous than, you know, a big staffy or a big, yeah. well, most, most dogs really. And they, they all have a, a, um, the ability to lash out. Um, you know, I mean, taking a bite from a Python, you know, that's sort of, you know, um, not 16 foot long, it's not it's not horrendous you know it's not not life-changing it's going to be a bite it's going to cause a little bit of blood you can have a bit of scab there um and possibly possibly even maybe a couple of little tiny scars but not going to be anything to worry about and but not like a like um uh let's say if a i don't know uh a gerbil or a you know hamster or a hamster all those, yeah. That if that guinea pig, if a well, guinea pig's got some right teeth. I remember getting bit by a guinea pig when we was little. It was hiding under the butch, and I went in to drag it out. It hung on, and I'm not joking you. It wouldn't let go. And I tell you what, that was worse than any snake bite I've ever received. But you won't get people saying, "Oh my god, you mean you've 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 got a you've got <laughs> you've got a yeah. gerbil in your house yeah, and you've got kids it's, because it's furry." <laughs> What if it gets out in the night and it lies next to you and sizes you? It's because it's, I'll tell you what it is. It's because it's furry. I'll tell you what, you'd probably mm. rather take a, a bite off a lot of my snakes than the chinchilla. 
Yeah. I'll tell you that much because that chinchilla has taken a chunk out of your flesh. That'd be horrible. I've never taken a bite off him and I never want to because I've seen his teeth. They're massive. Yeah, absolutely. They're sharp. Yeah. He would do big damage. Definitely. Um, but because, it, because proper, he has feet. Dude, I'm proper conscious of time. We're running out. Like We've got like 10 minutes left. Um, okay. Oh, yeah. No. It's, 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 I know. because oh, you talk rubbish. too much. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> See, this is what happens when you say prepare. That's it. See. Right, okay. So, <laughs> just before we wrap up the show, and Danny talks about the the band that we've got on this week. Um, this episode marks episode number thirty one. Oh. Um, which is quite cool, and I've been looking a little bit of a of our stats and a bit of the overview and it's quite it's quite crazy really and um, we've literally last week smashed 30,000 plays um wow. which is absolutely phenomenal um you know we are people from all over the world um are tuning into the show um and I know personally I'm really grateful uh, for those who do listen to it on a regular basis um it's 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 crazy to think we've done 31 shows now Mm-hmm. Um, and to think the first show you two had never spoke, sp- you know, spoken to each other before. Um, no, I speak but, to him more than my wife now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, so you should. <laughs> um, yeah, just a, a thank you for all our listeners um, for checking us out. Um, we do appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. If you do want to help support our podcast, please head on over to reptileandchill.bigcartel.com. We've got some hoodies, T-shirts, and other bits and pieces for sale. Tickets for Carpet Fest on the 3rd of August are also for sale on there. If you are into... God, I, I, I have to record this. I have to do this every week. Um, if you are into sustainable frozen food for your reptiles or substrates, then please head on over to our sponsor. That's bloodballreptiles.com. Um, absolutely cracking company. Uh, we only use them for frozen food now. Um, so we can reassure that their quality is absolutely fantastic. Um, we are on all the usual social networking platforms, so Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We are now on the new one called MeWe, so head on oh. over to that as well. Getting it in. Um, and if it's the first time you listen to this podcast, it's available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and most other decent podcasting platforms. That's enough of me rambling on. Danny, what the hell's this song? God, you talk for ages there. I'm sorry. <laughs> God. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, um, we've got. I've I've cho- chosen a little bit of a different one this week. Um, I feel like the last few weeks, well, actually, most of them so far have been um, quite mental health orientated, um, intentionally um you know um but i thought i'd lighten up the mood this week a little bit with a with a bit of a, a fun song um and a little bit more light-hearted um it's by the ooze valley single club singles club um if you haven't heard of them before check them out because they the, some of their music is absolutely hilarious it is hilarious. It will have you it will have you jigging along and in hysterics some of it um, and this this song is uh, is definitely up there as one of the best I think. Um, they're from Bedford, um, so only up the road from me. Um, and the song is <laughs> the song is called the song is called Milf Hunter. Um, <laughs> and what 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 does Milf mean? 
Uh, Mum, I'd like to fuck. <laughs> um, and it is, it's, it's brilliant. Just listen for yourself, guys. It is absolutely brilliant. What an absolute, it's such, it's so original. I've ne- I genuinely, you can listen to most of their music and think, I've never heard anything like this. This is crazy. It is so original. You know, there's nothing like that, like, like it out there. Um, and this, uh, this, this song will, will give you a good taste of that, I think. Definitely, and obviously, yes, it's called Milf Hunter. Yes, it's possibly a little bit uh, PG, if not further on rated. Um, it's a bit of fun, and I know sometimes, you know, we can be a bit serious, and the songs that we do pick can be a bit, you know, very kind of like, you know, touching on those feels. I think sometimes you need to get out, you know, sod it, let's have a laugh. And yeah, that's, why we, that, that's why we're having this song on today. So anyways, there's, nothing, there's nothing in the lyrics in this song, for, for everyone listening, um, who's about to turn it off because their kids are in the car or whatever. There's nothing in the song that's any worse than what we would say. So, yeah. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Definitely. Maybe. Well, anyways, <laughs> on behalf of these two beautiful human beings and myself, thanks for tuning in this week and good night. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to sing you a song all about my friend Andreas. Now Andreas is a bloke that I've known for years We've been mates for ages and shed loads of beers But all that's on his mind is filth He's always thinking about a thing called MILF A thing called MILF It's the time of day and he mustn't be late The mums are waiting at the school gate Half past three on the dot What's the time? It's milf o'clock in Tesco's He likes to throw the food section He's often found nursing an erection Mum reaches for the raspberry ripple He gets a cheeky glance of nipple He don't go for any old munter He's more specific than that He's the milf hunter He will pull up close to your bumper You drive a space wagon He's the MILF hunter It ain't just a single mumsy digs Pushing their prams and smoking their cigs Bleached blonde hair with jet black roots Skin tight leggings and Ugg boots He also likes them a little bit posh Board housewives with a lot of dosh But they don't seem such elegant ladies Face down in the back of their Mercedes He said that she goes like Thumper And he should know cause He's the MILF hunter he has his way, then he'll dump her, but he don't care cause he's the MILF hunter. He's the only man at salsa classes where he watches the women wiggle their asses. Thursday night, he does Tai Chi, the ladies think he's just like Bruce Lee at aerobics class. It can get quite hard when he sees a bird in a leotard. A book club, it's easy pickings, they've just finished reading Charles Dickens. He ain't no regular punter. He is the master, he's the milk hunter His chat-up lines couldn't be blunter But he don't care cause he's the milk hunter At karaoke nights, he gets up and sings While all the forty-somethings wave their bingo wings And he doesn't mind looking like a twat Cause he knows they all love a bit of take that Whoa, here he comes 
watch out mum, he'll chat you up Whoa, here he comes, he's a milf hunter Whoa, here he comes, watch out mum, he'll slip you one Whoa, here he comes, he's a milf hunter It's so easy for him, he's hardly trying He picks them off, just like a lion He goes for the lame and he goes for the weak He goes for the women who are past their peak He preys on women's insecurities Pays and compliments, puts them at ease Next thing you know they are on their knees With tears in their eyes, begging him please He's ruthless, he is the top trumper He holds all the cards, cause he's the milf hunter He swaggers around with a canter El Cavaleros, he's the milf hunter Oh, he's the milf hunter Here's the thing about new Cherry Vanilla Coke. Though Cherry's named first, all the flavors taste just as great. I mean, it could have just as easily been Vanilla Cherry Coke, or it could have been Coke Cherry Vanilla. And since it's two amazing flavors of Coke, it might have been Coke Vanilla Cherry Coke or Cherry Vanilla Coke Coke. Mm, unless you're in France, which would make it Le Coke de la Vanilla de la Cherry de la Creme. New Cherry Vanilla Coke, so good together. And New Cherry Vanilla Coke Zero Sugar, same great taste, zero sugar.